this close, this close to joining the Taliban. I'm like this close to joining the Taliban. This close, this close to joining the Taliban. This close to joining the Taliban. They have, they have shouted. Welcome to episode 59 of the current backloggers. The date is March 31st, the day that Mario died. I'm your host, KCP, along with my good friend and co-host, Cody G. Cody, how's it going? <laughs> good, buddy. You, uh, <laughs> you, I've always ignored the world of Instagram models. And stuff until you showed me this particular one, and I really thought it was, was going to be to my terrible Mario intro. No, it I, was. I was I cringing what, doing it. What the hell? That even <laughs> the day Mario died. I did see someone post some today that was uh, made it look like a Nintendo social media update, mm-hmm. and it was a terrible stuffed animal of Mario, and someone removed his hat, so he just had a receding hairline, sitting on a bus stop, looked like really sad and depressed. And so remember, in two months, we're going to publicly execute Mario. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, saw that. Did as you? A direct. Well, I saw one that was a direct and it was about yeah, executing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the so reason, great. Um, I think the memes are funny. I think some people are being, taking it way too far. They're actually making like a serious thing and worrying about it. That's why I did the intro. And that was uh, to the style of American Pie, by, um, <laughs> which I'm sure you know. Um, but the reason they're doing it uh-huh. Is because the uh, 3D All Stars collection stopped selling today. This um, on the 31st is the last day you can buy, or the last day they'll be selling the uh, Mario collection. And then I think the uh, Mario 35th anniversary game that was on Nintendo Online is shutting off today as well. Oh, I never played so. that. I did last night because well I get to, I'll get to that one time but we've been playing but yeah mm-hmm. that's where that's where all these jokes are coming from like I said those jokes are funny but some people are making like serious articles about what this really means and the deep connection to Nintendo I'm like, this is so fucking stupid no it was, I feel like they just did it to create a drive for um I'm just looking at the pickups I gotta be honest it's way too many. Because I've been saving them up. Because they're like, oh, get them next week, get them next week. And it is a disgusting amount. No, I was thinking about that. I was looking at this. I was like, there's not a ton of news this week. I don't have a lot to talk about. This might be a quick episode. Oh, don't worry. Cody spent like $1,000 on video yeah, games. Yeah, I'll practice like 40 minutes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I actually got a couple as well this week, which is rare for me. So I'll see if I can compete with you. Okay. Um, but you wanna, you've been gone. We were just talking about before we started. You haven't done this for three weeks now. How's it feel, first off, to be back? Well, first, it was real hard not to laugh during the intro. I don't know why. It's not Probably like you did anything wrong. It's just like, well, see, you never got to experience this, but I'm sure you have at some point. When you're close to your friend in the classroom and you're, like, laughing, like, slap happy. So imagine how you feel when you're slap happy and someone tells you to stop being slap happy. Oh. It just exponentially just explodes inside of you. Nice. It's fucking um, hot. But... No, I know exactly what you mean. I wasn't, you know, I was never too worried about our work meetings, but that's the exact scenario because you can't really laugh, even though we all did kind of did. But no, mm-hmm. it's the exact thing where we, one of us would feel the other one like shaking because they know they're laughing. Oh, shit, stop it, stop it. So no, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, um, I heard a good secret for that. I think I probably mentioned it here before is to think of your grandpa's nipples. Yeah, I think that would just be, I think that would work me if you're talking about like something intimate. But for that, that just still seems funny. 
<laughs> um, yeah, that would really, if you got like popped a boner or something, that'd probably get rid of it real quick. Or maybe it wouldn't, and then whole new discussion. Yeah. Make it next level. You know, wow, it never seemed that big. <laughs> maybe we'll go talk to a therapist or something. Speaking of old people and boners, how mm-hmm. was your trip to Florida? Oh, um, it was fun. I've debated whether or not I wanted to get into this rant. <laughs> I had a feeling there was a rant. That's why I was surprised when you said you didn't have any stories for things we shouldn't admit. I was like, wow. I thought you'd have stories just from your trip alone. Yeah, this one's probably on things you shouldn't admit because, you know, we're supposed to look at these people like heroes and just be like, wow, and give them the same respect as police officers. But I fucking have an internal rage and hatred for TSA. They're (laughs) fucking useless. I'll be honest, they're fucking useless. Last time you were on here, you said that, but you said how it's not actually personally them, and they're usually nice. So do you have a different experience? No, no, no. It's That's how I feel. Oh, okay. Yeah, that hasn't changed. But there is some cases where that does change when you're just a piece of shit. Because some of these guys, like, I ran into a bunch, especially in the Florida side of things, they're wearing cargo shorts and have some stupid, like, this is one, this is not made up. This is a real, a real thing I saw. Um, well, we'll start with, okay, so I get, we're in a line, the line's not too bad, mm-hmm. but in the great wisdom of the government, and why people think we could trust them with healthcare, and fucking public education, I don't know, they figured out a way to make things ten times harder, and it's no longer efficient, because you remove profit from it, it's no longer efficient, because you've removed capitalism from it so we're waiting in line and then out of nowhere they're like move this up everybody move over and then they split up our lines but then so the people that were behind me are now in front of me i'm like okay it's fine it's what i'm not gonna be that asshole like, excuse these people cut it so that doesn't bother me but in my mind I'm like see this is what i'm talking about this is why the government's not efficient you guys can't even control a fucking line or figure out how... They, TSA's been around since 9-11. Or months after 9-11. Maybe 2002. I don't know when they forced those bullshit patriot, patriot laws or whatever. The fact that they named them Patriot... They put the word Patriot in there should have been a sure sign that... The fucking forefathers would have shit their pants if they saw something like that. They probably would have got up, grabbed their muskets if they saw something like that. November 19th, 2001. They acted on it quick. Yeah, they did. Like most things that they wanted to pass, right? They really just pushed those through because everybody was like, oh, 9 11 is so bad. It's all, oh my God, what do we do? Government, help us. Um, so, anyways, so, so 20 years and you fucking guys still can't figure out a line? Well, it wouldn't be 20 I have years so- because. It's March, so uh, in November it'll be 20 years. Gotcha, yeah, yeah, So 19 <laughs> years, it's some change. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> we have electric cars, self-driving. I shouldn't say electric cars. I feel like Honda had their hybrid pretty around that time. But we have self-driving cars. Social media is huge. The internet is everywhere. Is it here? We have drones bombing children halfway around the world by the guy sitting in Arizona. But we still can't figure out a fucking line, TSA, or how to do things different. Their technology is interesting. You ever seen it? 
they like scan your item when it goes to that you know when they want to look at all your personal things we won't get into that but it's like it makes like a 3d render of your bag yeah and it'll highlight certain things and it shows you every item that's in there it's cool as fuck but it's scary as fuck at the same time we have that but we still can't figure out fucking lines so anyway so this line starts moving way way quicker than us these people are waiting in line for maybe 10 minutes or whatever so I get up to the guy that's checking the He's also a little fucked up. Um, I don't want to get into the mark of the beast, but <laughs> I have to show somebody my ID to get on a plane. Okay, I get what happens. It was a great way for criminals to get out. Whatever. Yeah, sure, great. Remove my freedoms for safety or whatever Ben Franklin said. Um, they hand you, you hand him your ID. The guy goes, because they can't, they can't see your face to match it with the, I'll show you my ID. It looks nothing like me currently. I was skinnier, hair was shorter. Face was longer. <laughs> That's right. You know where this is going? Hell yeah. Um, I looks totally different. So he's like, he grabs my ID, take your mask down. And I don't even have a mask down. Put your mask back on, put it back on. And then of course, as soon as I go put it back on, it falls off my ear, it falls down. He shouts get like the two. Guns. Yeah, yeah, it falls a little bit more. And I get so pissed off, I just stare at him with <laughs> my mask half on, half off. Like that, because oh, these guys think they're cops or Sounds something. Like a fucking Griswold movie. Oh, I could have just killed myself before I went to another TSA line. So I put it back on. Finally, get fumbled back on, and then of course you can't hear anything. Because there's shit. It is so fucking loud in there. They're blasting whatever propaganda MSNBC. They're whatever they're pushing through their fucking TVs at every corner. Why am I forced to watch your fucking news channels, your CIA propaganda? I'm like, what? And then so I, I, big rule of TSA, what is it? Take your shoes off, electronics here, bags here. These fucking retards change that. They change it. It's no longer take your electronics out. They're because they because they realize oh we're retarded and fucked up the lines and now we're backed up, people are backed up all the way into like the pickup area. So like oh shit, how do we speed this along? Well, how you speed it along is you get rid of TSA because it's fucking useless. Google how many terrorist attacks TSA has stopped. There's a great um, college humor did a great video with uh, with a guy. If anybody wants it out there, if you fucking think these guys are heroes or whatever horse shit you want to say about TSA. Uh, at most, they're a mild deterrent. At most. If that. But they're more of an illusion of security. Just like your fucking COVID shit that you're doing. Like the, take your, this is my favorite too. You're sitting in the airport. And you go, this is a federal mandate. At all times in the airport, you must be wearing your mask. If you're not wearing your mask, you will be forcibly removed. Thank you for your cooperation. Thank you for your cooperation. That is like stereotypically or a stereotype of a for like the last 30 years in movies of governments have gotten out of control or you're am I right? You know what I'm talking about? Uh -huh. Thank you for your cooperation. It's not cooperation. It's cooperation. If we both agreed to it, I, this way I think that's probably not how the definition is, but I feel like we both agree, mutually agree to something. That's cooperation. You give a little, I give a little, we meet in the middle, we talk it through. You just force shit down our throats and you're like, thank you for your cooperation. I felt like I was living in an alternate reality. 
And then my stupid paranoid mind is like, I have to rebel some way. So then I'm pretending to eat my girlfriend's bagel just so I can keep my mask off. Because I'm like, this is so stupid. Look at me. I'm pretending to eat and I can keep it off. And then you get on the airplane to, I'll go back to TSA, but then you get on the airplane. And most flight attendants are overworked, they're stressed, but they also have a big head and usually rude. Especially if you're not flying anything other than Southwest. Um, did you hear about the Southwest pilot? No. You didn't hear about that? I don't think so. He pulled uh, like just like the guy from the Reds. Oh, yeah. He, oh, I heard about a hot mic. <laughs> I didn't actually look it up though. He left it on. They're landing in San Francisco, so you can guess oh. where his rant went. Similar to the Reds. Um, yeah, exactly. Verbatim, almost. Um, so the flight attendants are like in between. She's like on her little mic thing, in between bites. Or no, what she say? It was like. I felt like it was a six, like in fifth grade or something. In between bites of your snack and sips of your drink, please put back on your mask. Sips of my drink? Uh, dude, first of all, I get in the plane, and I'm so cl- I'm fat as fuck. So usually it helps me because people are like, eh. That helped me on the way there. I was sat by myself because nobody would sit next to me. But then an even fatter fuck got beside me, so he took up two seats. And these two, thank God they were skinny because I felt bad for them. But these seats are so bad on the airplane. You're, were you not sitting next to Renee? No, I was. Right. But usually it's nice to have a little buffer seat there because, you know, I if you sit, you can't sit like this normally, like how you normally sit. Um, I don't know how to, you, you've been on planes. You know how fucking stupid this space is on there. So they put a random person next to you? Yeah. I thought, was, I thought this was COVID. You know, thank you for cooperation. Keep your heads down. Don't look at me in the face. Respect this TSA 50-year-old fuck. You know, I thought that's what we were dealing with. Not, uh, But anyway, so um, you can also look into the government's, like, checked on TSA. Like, they'll purposely put people there to see how much shit they can get through. It's mind-boggling, the stuff that these government agents have snuck through. And then your brother Nick told me uh, they were flying out somewhere west. One of his friends brought a pocket knife through in his boot or some shit like that. And then he said it was like the next one on the way back or a layover or something. And then they caught it. And he goes like, mm, anything you won't tell me about? Like they're police officers. You guys are not police officers. This is coming from a security guard. You're a glorified security guard. And we're pretty much worthless. You're placeholders. And you get good pay because you're a government worker, and that's the reason they keep people coming in and out of that revolving door. Um, so, yeah, I go through TSA, and I'm I'm the piece of shit. While I was in Florida, I bought a bunch of games and an action figure, like an, an adult does, you know, mm-hmm. on vacation. So I had to put it in Renee's mom's bag, which is a fucking purse, as carry-on, because they're terrible with luggage. They're going to destroy my stuff. So here I am in a, being dehumanized, or whatever that fucking word is, in an airport, and I'm carrying a goddamn purse with an action figure full of an action figure and full of video games, and so then we get up past the guy that's like, take your mask down, put it back up, put it back up, put it back up. You just fucking told me to take it off, and then that's the best part too. TSA right now they have to put your card in there. This guy you can tell is paranoid about Corona or wants to put on the show for Corona. He's got like six hand sanitizers squirting in between each person. He's making the me, the person, do his job. Put the ID in there. Back up. Take your mask down. Put your mask back up. Put your mask back up. 
It's like it's. I don't know if these people are bullied, overworked. They shouldn't be there. I don't know how else to describe this to people. I don't know who, why twenty years later this is still normal. Bin Laden won. If you look at his manifesto and compare it to what happened, I think he won. I think Bin Laden won. I'll be honest with you, because. He's removed so much freedom from this country and created so much fear and panic. And what he did with the Soviets drove them into a fucking 10-year war. What are we, 20 years now fucking around in the desert with soldiers? So in many ways, Bin Laden did win, and we played right into his what he wanted. Um, an endless, winless war. So, but anyways, back to me with my video games in the low line. Um, so we go up there and the normal procedure is take your electronics out, put your shoes here, put your bag there. This is how they train you. But then they're retarded, fucked up the line. So now they're trying to speed things up because you know, that's, if you want to keep up the illusion of safety by getting rid of a bunch of extra stuff, it's probably not the way to do it. So it, we start doing that, putting it down there, keep the electronics in the bag. They say they, they automatically assume that you would know this. They have 400 different rules, and they assume that you should fucking know it. And randomly, we're going to change it. And if you don't know it, we're going to yell at you. So I'm like, okay. So I'm like trying to put my switch like another, like a fucking adult I am, back in my bag. Put the electronics back in the bag. Put the electronics back in the bag. And he's repeating this. And then Renee, she's been flying for, she flies all the time. So she's like, but this is my laptop. Because they've trained her to do what you do. And he's like, put the electronics back in the bag. He's not explaining like, yeah, I know we're doing... <coughs> the normal thing, the easier thing to do, instead of being a fucking endless repeating robot, would be to just go, um, yeah, we're doing stuff to different different today. We got it covered. You're cool. Just keep put, put it back in the bag for me. All it takes. But repeating the same sentence like you're a fucking robot 700 times helps nobody understand what's happening. Because we're like cattle. When you're in TSA, you're cattle, you're sheep, and we're all like, moo. But then out of nowhere, you switch something up, we're all going to be like, oh, fuck, what do we do? But so, and then Renee's like, uh, okay, and goes, ma'am, would I be joking with you? I'm not joking. I'm not a joking type of guy. Or something like that. He said something stupid like that. So I'm like, oh, my God, I got to get the fuck out of here. So then after you put your uh, the items in a, uh, for another gentleman to look at Then you walk through the, geni uh, the genital uh, Viewer uh, Which they skipped out by the way Didn't have to go through that um, I knew what was happening They fucked up the lines and they're trying to speed stuff up So that's our fault of course That's why they're yelling at all of us um, But then I didn't have to go into The, the genital uh, viewer They tried to make it like Oh we're just um, you guys have been chosen to blah, 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 because we're speeding stuff along. It's like, no, you fucked up your job. Now you're trying to pretend that we're like frequent flyers or something. So we're almost like, we're almost getting a version of a uh, pre-check, but that's not what was happening. I never fly. I fucking hate flying. I know it's not, that's not what's happening. You fucked up. Now you're trying to speed stuff along. So I'm waiting to go through the turn machine. And then one guy's like, I didn't know I didn't have to go through it. Because, you know, once again, you're supposed to assume what the fuck they're thinking. And he's like, sir, this way. We keep walking. We keep walking. We keep foot in front of the other, foot in front of the other. I'm like, I'm like this close to joining the Taliban. So I'm like, they have shit figured out. They played you guys like a fucking fiddle. 
the greatest, largest military empire in the world, and they played us like a fucking fiddle. That's the real geniuses. Because they fucked us hard. <laughs> I, I, dude, it was fucked. So I'm like, okay, and we walked to the beep. And after he's rude as fuck to me. And then my action figures go through the viewer. <laughs> the guy shuts down the machine and starts yelling out all these codes. He's like, uh, I don't know what the fuck he's saying. We got this, uh, off alignment, off alignment, off alignment. <clears throat> Shut shut the whole line down. Shutting it down. And then there's a guy behind me. He's a real old guy. He's super geriatric. It's Florida. A lot of old people. Guy's probably like late 80s. He's him and his wife. He's moving slow. They don't put him through the genital viewer. They put him through like a metal detector like they did me. Like as if we're fucking pre-checked because they trust us so much. Cody, you've flown so much. I've flown twice in fucking 10 years. So... He stops right there. He gets through the, the machine, the the metal detector thing, and he kind of just stands there because TSA is yelling. And you're like, oh, sh they're yelling. Clearly, I'm doing something wrong. Someone's doing something wrong. What the fuck's happening here? You know, we're cattle. The farmer's yelling at us. So we're like, moo. And we all, all turn and look at him. And he just looks at this man that's probably getting close to 90 years old. And he's like, sir, you can't stop there. And like, I'm not exaggerating right now. He was shaking. Like, he was, sir, move your geriatric fucking ass. And he didn't say that, but that's what he was thinking. And the old man's like, oh, sorry. And he starts walking. And I, I had it. I had it. I think Renee might have got a little nervous because at this point, I'm like, this is what I'm saying out loud. I'm like, TSA is fucking worthless. This is what I'm saying. They are fucking worthless. This is an illusion. And the one guy at the end can hear me, the other TSA officer. Some part, then I'm like, oh, fuck, they're going to put me in a little room or something. But it, I was so pissed at this point. I was like, they are worthless. This is so stupid. Uh, and I'm like whispering shit to Renee when we're finally past it. I'm like, uh, you know, the the gentleman that's name rhymes with head nodding? I really fucking think he won. Like, look around us right now. This is stupid. Um, I had very little experience with airports before 9-11. But the few times I did, I was really small. But I remember walking my grandma all the way to the plane, watching it go off. Whatever. Um, so they, what happens after that? Oh, the guy hears me getting pissed off and I'm yelling. Not yelling, I should just say, saying fucked up shit under my breath. Like, these guys are worthless, pretend cops. Um yelling at this this man here and then at this point i'm helping the old man because he he's so confused i'm helping him get his shit out of the bags because i realized at this point they have pulled all of my bags so that pissed me off even more so that's why i'm like they're worthless whatever and they stopped my bags because they said it was too light and then thank god i bubble wrapped everything in this fucking purse a woman's purse that's full of video games and stuff he starts grabbing my bag smashing it sm turning it Picking it up, staring at it, smashing it down in the... I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? It's a fucking... Like, you have a $400,000 scanner machine over there. You can physically... I can see the discs. I can, I can almost fucking read the cover. And then he goes, yeah, we're good. It's just, it was light. And he could tell I was pissed. He heard everything. I think he heard everything I was saying because then he was super nice. He's like, because I'm helping the old man get his stuff and put him back. He goes, 
Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir, so much. Thank you. I don't know if he's being an asshole, like, kill him with kindness. Because I've never heard of TSA officers do these things. They're usually huge fucking assholes. Um, also, look up TSA, like, training classes or anything. They look like security guards. They look like my coworkers. I don't know. Worthless. Not that my, co- my coworkers aren't worthless. You know what I mean. They look like security guards. Um, so we get through there. And get on the plane and everything else was pretty normal besides some guy just sitting on on top of me because Americans were getting fatter, we're getting larger, we're pretending that we're protecting ourselves from this pandemic. Meanwhile, I'm taking another guy and setting him on my lap to make room in this plane. I'm trying to remember if there's anything else that happened there. Um, but yeah, so I, I did figure out you can record the whole TSA pro, um, there's people that purposely on YouTube go to fuck with TSA. We'll just film <laughs> stuff and yell at them. And so you can say whatever you want to them. I was worried like they could get me for something, but no, I Googled it. They couldn't. So I could say whatever the fuck I want to them. You shouldn't probably not. I mean, they're humans too. And they were just working a job, but some of these guys take this job too serious and they're overworked and overstressed. And so I get it, but you're just a glorified deterrent that doesn't do much. Um, You said how you think the terrorists won and how um, they're the strongest military and still couldn't stop it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're joking when you say or if you're serious, but you're like, I think it's definitely a possibility and probably a good chance that. Um, Americans were in on it, so I said that. Yeah, but I don't know. Well, you're. I think there's definitely more to it, and I think there's that Americans are in on it. I said that. Well, you know, the conspiracy, the the joke about jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not into that. Into that world. No, no. I said then it'd be. No, it's definitely Bin Laden. Okay. Bin Laden and a bunch of his fucked up friends and. (laughs) He was on the radar for a long time. Oh, I know, yeah. There's a book I read in high school. I forget what it was, but really changed my view on things. Like, that dude was, he should have been killed, like, in the early 90s. Like, And now yeah. we don't fuck around with it. Now we're just like, hey, this guy's saying these things over here. We're like, where's the predator? Warm up the predators. <sighs> Old wedding's gone, but so is that guy. So, um... I think there's much better things in place that will protect us from another 9-11, 9-11 But TSA is not one of them. Um, I think there needs it needs to be streamlined. I think uh, TSA pre-check needs to be standardized for everyone. I think these guys need to be work less or something, switch them out with other people because they're huge fucking assholes. And it's because, once again, you remove that the idea of profit, that these people are working for you, so then somehow they start working against you. I don't know how to describe it. I'm stupid. I'm an idiot. I know nothing about any of this stuff. These are just me. This is just my rant. That's got, like, a little humor in there, too, because that's how I, that's an outlet for me. But no, 9-11 was not an inside job. Okay. Yeah. Um. Did you guys do anything on a trip besides visit TSA? Uh, the way, how slow it was, you'd be surprised that we did anything else besides uh, talk to the friendly TSA. Um, we went to beaches, which that was my favorite. People were like, oh my God, the beaches are so full of people. 
90 degrees out here and we're outside. It's not like I'm fucking kissing these people. And at beaches, you're already pretty... You're not sitting up next to someone. A beach is full. It only looks full because everyone's got umbrellas and shit. It's pretty spread out. I uh, went to a flea market. One of my favorite flea markets down there. It's called uh, Flea Masters. <clears throat> um, bought some games from there, of course. I went to a... It's called... Ape... Let me get... Oh, shit. I just spilled a little of the... Delicious Dr. Pepper. Um, oh, that's a noise. It was a video game store that I wanted to go check out. He was very... It was overpriced. I won't lie to you. But there was still some good shit to find there. 8-Bit. I think it was 8-Bit. Video game store. Fort Myers. Um, there's not very many video game stores in Florida. <clears throat> a lot of game stops. Not very many. Uh, 8-Bit Hall of Fame. Very cool store. It's set up a lot like a museum in there. I think the guy's personal collections all throughout there. Um, he even had the... I only know about it from Console Wars. I almost dropped $100 on a pamphlet. It's literally just like three or four pages. It was a precursor to N Nintendo Power. I only heard about it on console wars, but somehow some guy had an entire collection of Nintendo powers and the precursor, which were literally like these little mail out things they would send you. This is, I don't know how to describe them, but they almost all had to be thrown away. And I saw one in person. He like, let me hold it. I got to put this down. I'm about to spend a hundred dollars on four pieces of paper. That's I probably would have framed it, but I was like, let's take this back right now. Because there's cool history behind it. Kind of like the starting of uh, video game magazines right there. And the fact that this one survived all the moms that probably threw them away or people that threw them away. Um, <clears throat> so I bought games there. We spent a lot of time with family. Um, I went to a steakhouse I've been excited about. I even had a shirt of the steakhouse and never been there. It's called Cody's Steakhouse. And we, Cody's don't, we don't get much. There's very... That's the only thing I can think of a name after Cody. Um, it's a watered-down version of Texas Roadhouse. And Texas Roadhouse is one of my favorite restaurants. It wasn't that good. because Just because they were trying to be Texas Roadhouse, yeah. it was very watered-down. It's like, fuck, do your own thing. You guys can't compete with, like, one of the greatest roles in chicken fried steaks. So, and then they're known for these really big mozzarella sticks like insanely large mozzarella sticks i was like i want those and they're like oh sorry honey we're sold out of those and the people behind me are like dude been here five times sold out every time and i was like fuck how are you known for this and you never have it but uh i want to give them another try maybe a different location they're pretty big in florida and the founder is from here in ohio so it's kind of odd really? he found another chain of restaurants i forget what they're called but uh yeah it's like man ohio can't get cody's also his name is not cody no idea where cody came from hmm. i was trying to go on the wikipedia page so i'd like to if anyone knows out there where cody came from for cody steakhouse let me know um visit the step grandparents they live about an hour from there in port charlotte 
a lot of Florida is renting a boat, getting on a boat, and staring at really rich people. We did that twice while we were there. You pay for these tours, and you think, well, dolphins were everywhere. We saw tons of dolphins. Really? I saw dolphins fucking. I saw a dolphin dick, Casey. I'm serious. I wish I would have had a photo of it, because they were like, they were like all, everyone, all these uh, Midwesterners. Florida is full of Midwesterners. Oh my God, it's bad. But the one lady's like, oh my God, they're wrestling. And I was like, that was a weird flash of like something pink. And I like looked up photos of dolphins fucking, which probably probably put me on a watch list somewhere. And it looked like what I saw. So I'm pretty sure I saw a dolphin dick. I paid $40 for that trip. Or 50 60 So it was worth it. But then a majority of that trip, you go to like a uninhabited beach, which is pretty cool. I feel like I was in Jurassic Park. Because we showed up, or lost, you show up on this beach, and it's just you and people are on the boat. And me and Renee were like, this immediately we said, we're like, we feel like we're unlost. What the fuck? Sounds great. Yeah, it was cool. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm Hurley. And that's what I told her. She wanted to be a lock, and I, I chose Hurley. Um, but then, so I was wandered off from the group, and I found an area where I think it used to be a rental place for boats, little kayaks. That had totally overgrown and was abandoned. They had a little, little pathway. And I felt like it was in Jurassic Park because I was going down this path. And there was a flipped over wheelbarrow in the middle of the path with overgrowth all over it. I wanted to keep going, but we only had a certain amount of time. Because I knew there was probably a cool building back there or something. But then a big-ass iguana or something ran out from underneath of it. Um, but yeah, so besides going to see like nature stuff, which was kind of there for it, is... These boats, too, would be like, all right, the house to the right of us sold last year for $140 million. And then there's people outside. Like, uh, four of the most douchiest looking guys you can imagine, like an infinity pool and their kids playing volleyball. And they're all out there grilling. And they have, like, really high, like, you know the short sale? Where were those called? Oh, I don't um I should was about to say it. Now I'm blanking. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, those. those shorts they all wear. And polos. They're all standing around a grill grilling and so yeah we were thinking about you know what you know the conversations are going on over there like enough to just pull a grenade and like drop it in the middle of them but all these midwesterners like wow and then for some reason they got in their mind we're all gonna wave at him so this boat of like 60 people are waving at this incredibly wealthy family while they're playing they all stop turn and look at us do you think any of them waved at us no, they start laughing. A couple of the kids started waving. Like, all of them were just kind of like, the fuck? And went back to eat. So I couldn't imagine owning it, like, because Nick brought that up too to me. He was like, I'd be pissed off if people were just pulling up outside my house standing. I was like, I would too. Why the fuck would you start waving? These people aren't going to wave back at you. We're peasants. We're literally at a rich people's zoo right now. Um, but then I realized these people bought those houses so they could do that. Because then we pulled up to a yacht, and the guy was like, our pilot was, our pilot, our captain or whatever, really cool guy, he was a veteran, um, super nice guy, um, he was still wearing like half of his military gear too, um, but he pulled up to this boat, and he's like, anybody from Chicago here? And we're like, no. So, so this, this boat here belongs to, uh, there's a chain of restaurants called Portillo's, this boat belongs to, to the Dick. owner. <laughs> owns is that his name yeah dick dick portillo um so this is his boat here it's the most expensive boat in the harbor 
it was a lot of fucking money. I forget. I don't want to lie to you and tell you how much money this boat was, but say like twelve million or something nutty like that. And the guy's like, it never really leaves harbor. There's a real creepy website you can go on and look and see how often a boat. Because if your boat's that big, it's all registered, and its movements are registered and all that stuff. So I saw the owner of Portillo's boat. He's balling. Oh, I'm sure. Woo, buddy! This yeah. boat, this boat is so big, it has like a 24-hour crew that's just maintaining it. Um, so I'm sure his house was somewhere around there, but he's probably like a normal person. Didn't want to be on the fucking view of things. Uh, unfortunately, we we're like, oh, me and Renee were like freaking out. We're like, dude, do you think this means there's a Portillo's nearby? Because if he's living down here, he's got to have somewhere around. He didn't, which sucks. I mean, it would only make sense, right? I'm sure this is vacation home, anyways. Yeah. Um. Then we saw the CEO of Chick-fil-A's house, which is way more exciting than celebrities. Like, oh, fuck, I love waffle fries. What's up? Um, then you can tell some of these people hate the people that come stare at their homes. So they have this really cool glass that it looks like a, it's tinted, essentially. <clears throat> so you can't see inside. You can't even see light inside. But I'm sure once you're inside, you can look out. But nobody can see in. So we went around and looked at rich people like they were in a fucking zoo. Saw a shit ton of dolphins. Dolphin dick. Mentioned that. At least that's what I'm thinking. I saw a flash of pink cylindrical looking thing while he's on top of another dolphin. Pretty sure it was a dick. Um, I think that's about it, man. Besides getting my freedoms raped at the airport. Were you near Orlando or Tampa Bay? Uh, I think like in between Tampa and Miami. Because I thought there was Portillo's in Florida, and I looked it up, and there's two in Tampa Bay and one in Orlando. Really? I don't know. Yeah. Orlando's far away. Orlando yeah. is landlocked, right? There's like lakes up yeah. there. Tampa, that sucks. We weren't that far from Tampa. Well, we were probably about two hours from Tampa. But for some reason, people in Florida think that's so close. Yeah. Oh, Tampa's just right up there, right? Two hours. <laughs> um, but yeah, if we would have planned it enough, I would have easily drove. Yeah, so that's the last time we drive to get there from here. Oh, so. without a doubt, yeah. <coughs> um, especially because there's tons of shit to see in Tampa, too. We'd probably like, spend the day in Tampa. Like the uh, lightning losing to the Blue Jackets. So. <laughs> that's right, buddy. We drove an hour just to go to Port Charlotte for Cody's Steakhouse, so. That was meh. I went there for a mall too, but you quickly learn Florida has different hours. They open later and they close earlier. So shit like opens at ten, but everything's closed at five. Hmm. We go to the flea market. Flea market's here in Ohio since I can remember my life. It's like if you're not there by six forty five AM, you missed the good stuff. Yeah. There we showed up they didn't open till nine. We showed up at nine, like eight fifty five. And people were still setting up, and and they thought it was cold out because you know it's like sixty degrees or whatever. So they're all bundled up. Yeah, we looked like absolute tourists. We had shorts and t-shirts on. Like, so we got to ask, where are you from? It's like, oh, we're that obvious. Um, Florida's a different place. I like Florida. I could live. I could live in Florida. Really, I could never live there. Part of the year, I could. I don't know. We'd I'd have to go. I'd have to put some serious thought into it. But yeah, I like Florida. I like DeSanta. Um, I think he could be running for president next, so I don't think that should 
dictate where you live, of course. Um, but yeah, Florida's great. Okay. Florida's cool. Anything else outside your trip? Oh, shit. So after we're done looking at rich people's houses, a lot of nature going on there. Saw a fucking bald eagle come out of the air, go into the water, grab a fish out of the fucking water, and ate it. Not bad. It's cool, right? Yeah. Oh, so awesome. But you can't get close because, you know, if you take your camera phone, it looks so far away. I got some photos of it, but they look shitty. Yeah. But you don't want to fuck with them because, you know, you don't want to mess mess with them while they're eating. But then I found out um, on next door, there's been some eagle spottings by over by Easton. Yeah, I think I've seen a couple, but it's always hard. You know, like you said, they're so high up that a big bird is going to look like a eagle every time yeah so it's hard to tell yeah ospreys are everywhere got real close to some osprey nests which are really cute because i guess the moms are like constantly on lookout by the nest doing their shit and the dad goes out and finds food and brings it back but then the baby you could tell he's like what's that noise and you seem like peeking out of the nest looking baby birds look so funny people are like oh bernie sanders looks like a baby bird he does so just like a little Bernie Sanders peeking out of the nest at you with their little hairs. Very cute. But I did hear if you get super close that the mom will fuck you up. Yeah. Because so, the boat guy's like, this close we can get before they start dive bombing us. Um, speaking of bird nest, and this actually is a real segue, surprisingly, um, we still have all of our Christmas decorations up, as you know, mm-hmm. to celebrate in July. You might have noticed when you came in, the wreath wasn't up anymore, though. And Danielle said she kept hearing stuff every morning. And I oh, took no. the wreath off, and there was a bird's nest inside of it. Oh. <laughs> there was a place one inside the wreath. Oh. So uh, none of them were in there. I'm sure they won't use it, but I tried to. I took it out of there and put it on top of the bush in front of the house. I'm sure they probably won't get t- touch it now that humans <laughs> touched it. But I was like, oh, damn it. I feel bad. I can't just have them fucking living <laughs> on here. Yeah, because once baby's there, you're, you can't yeah. take it off. Or you feel like an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, uh, sorry. That was like a 40 minutes of me ranting about Florida. Oh, you're good. You said you listened last episode. I talked about New York all the time. So. Yeah. You know, the podcast has been good for an outlet. Great for an outlet. Like, calming me down in those situations. Because I'm like this internal rage that I'm trying to work on. But I'm like, this is, it's okay, Cody. This is a great story for the podcast. <laughs> um, did you, were you up to anything else besides the trip since you've gotten back or anything else? And he wanted to talk about? Um, I don't know if I talked about this before, but we filmed that documentary with Ryan and the car guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because we, we talked about Walmart. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fucking Walmart, man. I'm still so upset that guy won't let me use that footage. But it's his choice. Honestly, I'm not that upset about it, but it's like, God, we got some real good shit of Walmart. Looks cool. Um... No, that's about it. I turned down the promotion at work because it wasn't the pay I was expecting, and I'm just not worth it. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, that's it. Gotcha. Um, before I, I get into what I've been up to, which hasn't been a whole lot, but did you have any questions about – I know you listened to the last episode. Did you have any questions about my trip to New York? I know you heard it. I just didn't know since you weren't here to go back and forth if you had anything you wanted to ask. I'm just very jealous of you. <laughs> seems really fun. It seems like a good time to be in New York. Yeah, that's great. Um, I have seen some crazy footage of Asians getting the shit beat out of them on the internet, though. 
in New York. Yeah. Um, what the fuck? Terrible things. <laughs> Did you see the most recent one that happened in the subway? Yeah. Did you hear um, it came out that he's calling the dude the N-word, which <laughs> oh, doesn't mean he should get beat up like that. Um, it's probably going to happen, though. Yeah. and But then the best part is um, everybody's talking about how that's going to bring um, black people and Asians together before that happened because um, white people were causing all the issues, and then that happened. And then uh, I can't remember who it was. Somebody running for... Um, let me look it up so I don't get this wrong here. Then there's that old woman, too. She got her shit rocked outside. Yeah. My favorite, too, is the manager that walked up and just shut the door. <laughs> I saw that. the fuck, dude? <laughs> um, yeah, she's a candidate for New York City um, City Council, New York City Council in uh, District 1, and she's an Asian, and she uh, posted that link and said, this could have been my son. <laughs> and, uh, I've heard that one before. And then it came out that he said the N word, and so everybody's like, "Oh, so your son could have said the N word." Uh, but then uh, <laughs> she put out an apology and clarified it. Would you like to hear it? Uh, <laughs> sure. All right, I'm gonna leave the, read the last part. We don't need a whole apology. This is what I'm getting at here. What's her name? Uh, Jenny Lamlaw. Jenny Lamlow, I think. Sounds like a rapper. <laughs> um, so she said, I'm just going to read you one part here. This is the important part. White supremacy harms all of us, and I'm committed to fighting in, for- in all forms. I let myself down, and you do, and you as well. I'm sorry I promised to do better. So, what white supremacy have to do with that? That's what I was getting at, is that uh, before all this happened, everybody was talking about how Asian and black could band together against what was happening and then she was like this could have been my son oh he was being racist uh, oh well what's white people then (laughs) (laughs) they have a word bank they have to choose Uh from Uh, also isn't that plagiarism didn't Obama first say that did he it could have been my son about uh, oh god I don't want to mess this one up but I think it was about Michael Brown Um, let's see Obama Obama, Does he even have sons? That could have been no. I didn't think so. Lying fucker. Oh, Trayvon Martin. He said that about Trayvon Martin. It could have been my son. It could have been my son. <laughs> um, no, I just thought you liked that. Yeah, I've, I've seen it, and it's kind of crazy. I didn't see it when I was there. Uh, yeah, subways are a scary thing. It's like this. Uh, you put everybody in this little square and tube that you can't escape and it's not really it's usually an outlet for people hating hating living in that city also I don't know how the fuck you think you could live there for a year I couldn't oh I definitely could easily and that's all the stories I'd get for a year well you're a huge extrovert you're a big extrovert guy so I think you'd be fine I hate people (laughs) oh man so I don't think I could do it um yeah, we were talking, me and Danielle, about the trip because we've all talked about us going as a group. And I kept talking about how it's a good thing you weren't there. I'd like to have you there. But I was like, these situations where all these people are yelling and like, even when they're not being mean. You know, like the story I told him here where that guy was like, 
man, I can hear you. Oh, I'm yeah. listening. Yeah. I can hear you. I was like, oh, man, Cody would be so pissed and just. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm trying to understand assholes. Trying to get them and understand that probably if you actually knew that person. Oh, that's just how they are. So I'm tr- this is stuff I'm trying to work on, but yeah, go in there. I know that that's gonna happen. I mean, there's just there's too many humans. You're too close to each other. You're too stressed out. The bills are too high. Taxes are too high. Uh, the government's always trying to figure out a way to fuck you there. So I get these business owners being like that. I did see a guy watching YouTube runs a PC shop in New York City. Uh, they lost like two billion dollars in their horse shit. Like I don't know. I'm once again I'm an idiot. I'm stupid. You shouldn't listen to me. But there was a, um, they have all these real stupid rules, like, oh, if you're going to do this, you need to pay this tax. You know, any way they can shit on capitalism and, you know, ruin people's businesses, they'll do it. So, because New York City, all these terrible things they did for coronavirus, it ruined the economy there. That was $2 billion in revenue for this tax collectors essentially with their horseshit rules so they're sending these guys out finding any sort of whatever's left of the businesses they're finding any sort of issues that they can get fines for so the amount of stress people especially business owners in new york city must deal with especially pizza places where you're selling a slice for what a dollar to maybe five six dollars you're not making much money. Your rent's high as fuck. People are leaving. The government's outside. Well, sir, you actually don't have two trash cans out here, so here's a $10,000 fine. We'll see you later. Um, so I, I probably have a little bit more understanding for them. And I get why people like that there, because you, you can't have that many humans in that tiny space. There's a great study they did on rats, where they provided rats with everything they needed, and just in a small space. I forget what the study is. I'll try to figure it out for you. I could probably look it up. But it's about um, even with everything provided for you, these rats went nuts. They started killing each other. The women eventually, like the population exploded, but then it plateaued. Kind of like you see with New York City. And then people went crazy. Um, there was like rat <laughs> murders. Uh, let me see if I can figure out this study. But so I feel like this study is what's happening in New York City. Mm. Uh, I think it's called operant conditioning. Uh, it's called the Skinner's Rat Experiment. Or maybe it's the Tyron's Rat Experiment. I don't know. I can't keep up with it. Okay, 1960s Mouse Utopia. You look that up. Calhoun's experiment. Sorry, there's too many rats, rat experiments. Calhoun's experiment. And they did videos of it. Crazy stuff. So I think that's what hap- what's happening in New York City. There's just too many fucking humans. So I get it. I get why why New York City's like that. Sorry, continue. Um, go off one thing you said, talking about how high the taxes are. I saw this giant billboard on the side of one of their buildings. It was massive. And I saw it said Ohio really big. I was like, what the hell? And the building, or the um, billboard says, your buildings are taller, our taxes are smaller. And I was like, the hell? Why would they put that up? And then uh, I looked it up and can't remember 
what uh, government firm did it here, but one of them did it in instead of like ten major cities, they put signs to advertise why you should move to Ohio. Whoa! Was, what the fuck? I was like, don't uh, move here. Also, Go that fill seems Texas uh, and Florida. That seems like um, it'll probably backfire and make people hate Ohio. Why the fuck did they put their massive? <laughs> Billboard on the side of our building here. Oh, yeah, dude. Let me go down there. The fucking cornfields and fucking cows. Yeah, that's why I'm moving to fucking Ohio. Me and Michelle were going to Ohio. Get the kids. Yeah, right. Fucking bitch. Um, I'm sure that goes over real well with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I didn't have anything else besides New York. I can talk about what else I did besides New York, but I just didn't know if you had any questions. But if you didn't. No, I'm just really jealous, man. All that pizza. Sounds like you just had a great time. Um, I want to spend a lot of time in New York City. Um, yeah. I can't operate like you do, though. I might have to go for two weeks and really spread things out. Because when you and Renee go on vacations, they <laughs> go, 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 go. We're going to walk six miles. Go look at this statue. Run over here real quick. And I just I can't do that. <laughs> I can't keep up with that, that pacing. So if, if we went as a group, I'd probably have to sit out a day or a few hours here and there and just sit and relax because... Woo, those those days of just get back to the hotel room, your feet are just pulsing. It's like, okay, so every, what's the plan tomorrow? What are we doing tomorrow? What's going on tomorrow? And you're like, oh, fuck. Okay, we're going to get up at 7 a.m. We're going to run over here. Oh, I can't do it. Um, But I get it. You get to see a lot of cool shit if you stay on that pace. But I don't know if I'm enjoying that cool shit if I'm staying at that pace. Uh, and I hate planning. Like sometimes planning's fun, like just general planning. But that like, okay, what are we doing? Where are we going? Who's this? What's that? Up here. So I would probably have to like put buffer days in there. But I bet the food there in New York City's gonna be so good. Is that the best pizza you think you ever had at that um pizza place? No, like I said, it sounds like a cop out, but I think it's different. I think it's Right up there, but I just think it tastes completely different than La Rosa's or mm-hmm. Classics or anything. So, What's the best pizza in the world to you? Um, it's closed, unfortunately. Alex Pizza in Boston. Oh, yeah. I did remember you guys talking about that. Yeah. Um, probably, probably taxes got them. <laughs> um, but no. Sorry. Um, but no, I think that's it. What else have you been up to? I did the extra live stream. Um, can talk about that one. Talk about what games we've been playing, but did that and uh, got a little bit of money from some cute boys. Oh yeah! Probably shouldn't say talking about a stream for children, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Um, and then besides that, nothing really besides work. And last week was the uh, first time Hawaiian Shirt Wednesday was back this season. Why? Um, cause we stopped with the winter. Oh, the winter, yeah. Yeah, so, brought back last week for the first day of spring, and then it was a employee appreciation day, even though we did that like two months ago, they did another one at work today. Nice. And I didn't win any of the prizes, sadly, but they gave away two Switch lights, um, a Polaroid camera, an iPad, AirPods, a GoPro, I missed all of them, sadly. Dang. But I did win a, uh, a wooden Yahtzee that you can uh, play outside, like uh, you hold it and it's like the size of your hand and you play Yahtzee in the yard. I won that. Fuck yeah. So I think I kind of beat over people and won the fucking Switch. Yeah, and or then, the iPad. 
Then uh, everybody got a bag full of shit. There was a $25 Amazon gift card and a ton of white snacks and everything. And uh, got the DJ there again, rocking for the day. And <laughs> uh, played a handful of my songs, played the Blue Jackets goal song. So that's exciting stuff. But besides that, that's pretty much it this week. Um, I was going to ask you something. What did you say before the work stuff? Um, I was talking about Extra Life. Extra Life. Did you beat the game? I did. At any point, were you like, Jesus Christ, this is really going on? Was there any tough part, time of it, you weren't enjoying the game? Not where I wasn't enjoying it, or like, God, this needs to end. I, when I was playing it, though, I said how, and I've always felt this way, that um, I feel like the ending should have been spoilers with Andrew Ryan killing him and, like, the twist and not going on and having, like, another half a game after that. and. Mm-hmm. Then the uh, that boss that felt very forced and completely outside of what the rest of Bioshock was. What's the boss again? It's uh, Atlas, and it's him as like his true form, like that giant blue like magnifying thing that is not human. Which, and if you don't kill the girls, they come out and help you that time, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. They drain all the power from Atlas. Yeah. Um, Have you ever beat it where you killed the girls? Yeah, that's actually how I did it the first time. Really? Just, um, not because I wanted to, but because um, they entice you to do it with giving all the extra atom if you do it. So it's like, I was like, oh man, I could have so many more powers. So it feels kind of weird doing this, but I want more power in this game to be easier for me. So I did it. But ultimately, if you would have saved them, you yeah get more power. I actually... Well, I'll talk about that more when we talk about what we've been watching, which might sound odd, but it'll make sense when I talk about it. Okay. But um, things we forgot about from the week before, I uh, forgot to mention something I did in New York City. I went to Amazon Go store. I've never been to one. I When I was in Seattle, my brother works at Amazon, and he showed me it, but it wasn't open yet. He showed me what it would be. And it was... Did I talk about Amazon feel like now I'm saying that. No, I don't think so. I don't remember you talking about Amazon. Oh, I think I told somebody at work as soon as I said this, it was like a flashback. I was like, shit, did I talk about this? But yeah, somebody else, yeah. Um, So I know you know what it is. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to set it up and also just to show how crazy it is. So you download the Amazon Go app, which is odd. I thought it was always an Amazon app, but they're probably trying to separate it now that they're becoming like a normal thing because they have them in... Um, I think it was five cities or uh, five states I looked it up. Uh, so, but most of those states that have it have like five locations already. And you download the Amazon Go app and sign in, and then there's like these turnstiles that you go through, but they're blocked out until you have your QR code that you get, and you scan it, and it lets you into the store. And then you just start grabbing anything you want. And I was like, oh, shit, I don't have a bag. And they, of course, have the ones you can buy there. But I'm not fucking buying a bag. So I looked up the rules, and it said that they encourage you to use your own bag. And if you don't have one, just use anything you have on you. If you have a backpack, throw it in there. Or if you have pockets, stuff your pockets. No, this seems so wrong. <laughs> but uh, so I was like, I'm just going to test this. I it's feel been naughty. Not... Yeah, I did. I was like, there's still employees there, um, obviously, because... They need people there for when shit goes wrong or whatever. And to restock stuff and everything. 
So I was like, these people are probably going to be watching. This feels not right at all. But I was like, I got to test this. So I grabbed a Twix. And I had a coat on. And I, of course, I had this giant coat. And I put it in my pocket. No, this is so weird. And uh, then as you grab it, it shows it on your uh, screen what you have. How? I don't know. It's nuts. It's fucking and creepy. Then, and then um, I was like, well, I'm kind of thirsty, so I'll get a drink. But I was like, I don't want to get another, just grab something else because they had a fountain. So I wonder how this works. So I got a fountain, drink, got it. And then I uh, kind of did a double take. And like, All right, I'm, I'm leaving. I was just waiting for them to be like, sir, what are you doing? And I screamed at me. <laughs> and I just walked out of there. And then a notification popped up and said what my receipt was and showed me everything I just bought. Wow. Oh, that is fucking nuts. That's weird. How do they know? Sensors? I don't know. I know there's some crazy sensors for catching cashiers stealing stuff or catching people at self-checkout stealing stuff. So maybe it's something like that where there's like sensors up in the ceiling and as you remove an item and it knows where your app is in the store. Whew. That's exciting, but really creepy at the same time. That's exactly what I said to the person I was telling the story to. Like, <laughs> it was really cool, but really fucking terrifying at the same time. Not even like, not even terrifying. Like, oh god, am I doing something wrong? Just terrifying that that could be how things are. Mm-hmm. This is weird. Um, it's definitely the way to do it, though. Yeah, because me and Renee talked about that. When you go to the store, there's somebody putting the item on the shelf. You're taking the item off the shelf, taking it out of your cart, putting it in a bag, putting it back in your cart, putting it in your car, taking it out of your car, putting it in your house. So there's some way we can keep streamlining this stuff. I think the better. Yeah. Um. And then the other thing I missed was Danielle pointed out. I guess kind of a correction, but um, another. I said there's one bad pizza place I had in New York City. There was another one, but I fucking didn't even count it because we went to a shitload of Seven Elevens and I got a piece of pizza at Seven Eleven. It was one of them. So that one it's was like a sin, good. isn't it? Um, well, here's the thing. Um, we were at a lot of 7-Elevens, and most of the pizza there actually looked really good, like better than, not better than most pizza here, but definitely better than like gas station pizza. It looked like it could fit in at a lot of restaurants. So we should try that. And uh, there was two times it didn't look fresh, and this was one of them. But we were like, let's try it, and it was fucking nasty. <laughs> so I'm wondering if actually it would have been good, because when it looked fresh and well done... That sure looked good. You know what I do like about going on vacations with you, though? What's that? When I was in Florida, my list of stuff, people were like, kind of like, what the hell? <laughs> like, well, what's, what do you want to do, Cody? They're like, oh, what do you want to do while you're here, Cody? I'm like, well, so I have a flea market. We got to go to this flea market. I want to go to Wawa. Oh, I want to go to Wawa s- as well. Did you? Mm-hmm. I want to go to 7-Eleven. I want to go to um, Publix. I want to get some fried chicken at Publix, chicken tenders sub at Publix, um, all of these thrift stores, this video game store. And everyone's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you don't want to go to the beach? Or... So I do appreciate the the dumb stuff. Oh, that's a, a good amount of my trip. Obviously, I talked about like a lot of landmarks and history and that kind of stuff, and I like that, but... Oh, like a mixture of everything. Exactly. Like the touristy stuff. That's why when I talk about when people are like, oh, I'm just an outdoors person. Or, I'm a city person. I'm like, you are fucking missing a lot doing either of those. But that's really, if you want to limit yourself to just that, you can. That sounds terrible. I mean, there's so much of all areas. 
Um, do you have any corrections, questions, or feedback? Um, I did, but I'm forgetting some of them. I think the first one was the first three Mario's were on the NES. Because you're talking about Derek. Yeah. Like, I think I had NES. Mario's one through three were on the NES. You look up what I've seen. And then you had All Stars. Um, and then I forget which games were on the SNES, but yeah, those. So Derek, you probably owned a NES. Um, um, but yeah, so there was other other ones too. I can't remember. What was the first one on the Super Nintendo? Um, I think it was Star All Stars, wasn't it? SNES Mario games. Super Mario World. That's what I was thinking of. Um, hmm. Let's see. Oh, here we go. List of video games featuring Mario. So, let's see. First one on the NES was. Oh my gosh, there's so fucking many. Yeah, I think it was Super Mario World. I was mixing that up because I knew we played that all the time on Super Nintendo. Um, yeah, so Mario. Jeez, there's too many Mario games. Let's go over to Nintendo. Maybe they get rid of a lot of the stupid ones. Arcade, Game & Watch, Famicom NES. Super Mario Bros. Super Mario Bros. 2. Super Mario Bros. 3. Dr. Mario. Just like some other. Mario's Missing. Yoshi's Cookie. Um, let's go to the SNES. The first one was Mario and Wario. Mario Early Years. Fun with Letters. Mario's Missing. Mario Paint. Mario Time Machine. Mario Super Pit Cross. Super Mario All Stars. So All-Stars, I think, was technically the first. Well, unless you count Mario. Well, Mario. I don't know. But, yeah. So the first three, I think Derek was talking about. Yeah. Would, so he probably had NES. There were some other ones that I forgot, too. It was kind of more jokey. But I, that's why, as a most thing, I should have wrote them down. Mm-hmm. Oh, I um, know how that goes. Because, I mean, when you're in the moment, you're like, I'll definitely remember this. Like, you're so confident in your own memory. So... Unless Google's wrong, it said Super Mario World was the first SNES Mario game. It came out in 1990, and then All-Stars came out in 1993. Oh, really? Or at least, like, the main line ones that people consider them Mario games. That would make sense, because... Well, I don't know. If you go back... It would make sense, because you don't want to be, like, the first thing on your console. Like, the things you had on your old one. But, yeah. I officially own all three now. Do you? All-Stars. Yeah, we'll get into pickups, but, yeah. Finally found a, a Wii copy that's a decent price. There you go. It's real minty too. So I now own all three All Stars, and we'll get into what we're, but we've been playing, and I'll talk about them again. So it'll keep coming back. No other corrections for you. There was some other funny ones, but small things I can't remember though. Should have okay. them down. No, I'm surprised I mixed that one up because I knew it was uh, Super Mario World. So that's the one we would play all the time. Oh yeah, I'm sure. You know more about games than I do, but I figured I'd just clarify before you uh, have Derek questioning his sanity. Casey, that was really rude. <laughs> no, I gotcha. <laughs> um, 
Well, we don't have any emails this week, unfortunately. No question of the week from James B. It is his birthday, so oh, he has a yeah. valid reason to not be Happy thinking about it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear James. Happy birthday to you. And thank you for always being so supportive of the show, James. He's got to be number one fan, right? Easily. Yeah, especially since uh, Ryan McEmails hasn't done it in weeks and weeks. His excuses are obviously bullshit. <laughs> At least could have done one. James loves him. He could have done one for James' birthday here, but he missed out. Yep. So, no emails this week. I did talk to Cody before this one. James, we never got back to your email about, I think you asked what our favorite exclusive of this generation was. And I told you I liked that question, but that we we're going to try and do it for every generation that we owned. Or every, every generation and so like 360 PS3 and Wii and the next generation or or every system we owned I guess it, and like I know it's different for you because you bought a lot but like the systems that you actually played in growing up yeah okay and to now like the Xbox up to the Xbox One so I don't count the NES because that was my grandpa's so probably like PS1 and 64 Xbox original PS2 360 like that yeah and then um, if you want to do handhelds, if you're oh yeah, handhelds. Uh, like I said, they're gonna be, they don't have to be the same list because we're gonna have different systems that we played a lot, so we don't have to be the same. Whatever fits yours. Okay. Um, so we're gonna try and do that next week, James. Um, also, I didn't talk about when what I've been up to. I've also been growing my hair out, and it was absolutely terrible. Haven't talked about I on podcast in a while. Love it, especially if you're listening. Uh, to podcast format it's uh not good i just looked up may 20th is when i cut my hair so i said i'll grow it out for at least a year so we're almost about two months from that i'm so jealous of your hair don't be oh <laughs> love it but if you have any questions questions or feedback and send to current backloggers at gmail.com and anyone get into the news buddy let's do it i edited it um, I edited the news a little bit. I don't know if you saw, I put a, I moved one story up to the top, so this is definitely the biggest news. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. You moved it after I edited it, but I see it now. Yeah, this is sad news, because I'm telling you, I saw an explosion in physical game prices after this. Oh, I believe it. So it hits me hard in the fucking yeah. dick, thinking about it, because I just, oh my god, especially Vita stuff, Vita stuff exploded. Uh, with this Sony uh, so this is from Polygon uh, this is the article title it's a sad day I did that oh you uh, did that yeah because okay. their headline would have just been repeating what's in there so Polygon it's a sad day Sony confirmed on Monday that PlayStation Store access for the PlayStation 3 PlayStation Vita and PlayStation Portable will end this summer the PS3 and PS Vita stores close October October August 27 2021 the PSP's remaining PSB, that's so funny to think that's still a thing. Functions will end on July 2nd, 2021. Um, PS3, 
Vita and PSP owners will still be able to re-download and play any games they've purchased through the PlayStation Store. Users can still redeem voucher codes for games in PlayStation Plus 2. Additionally, multiple platform cross-buy purchases are still possible, meaning users can still buy content made available to both PlayStation 4, PS3, and PS Vita, and or PSP. Um, which is odd. Why not just keep the store up for everything? This the legacy side of this scares me because there's some games that are just you can't play anymore or purchase anymore. Players can still access their content by the way of the download list or their respective devices. Sony also specified that their store closures will not affect any users' PlayStation Now subscriptions or access to PS3 or PS Vita titles they've claimed through their PS. This is too many PlayStation Plus subscriptions. Those may still be redownloaded as long as their PlayStation Plus membership remains current. PlayStation Plus last month, the PS3 and PS Vita titles were February 2019. But all new purchases are now over. This goes for buying any new game or video content as well as in-game purchases on PS3, PS Vita, or PSP. As a result, players can no longer redeem gift cards through these devices either. Any money still in the user's PSN wallet can be used only to buy content for PS4 or PS5. Ooh, for those who want a refund for any PSN wallet funds left over, after store access closes, Sony will issue refunds and will provide more information on requesting one later. End of Polygon's article. Yeah, it sucks, man. Vita exploded, man. Game price is dead. And I thought I was like, I'll get on there real quick and maybe grab a couple off eBay. And it was already too late. Um, it sucks because they didn't put any sort of legacy in place um, on how to play these games. And the FOMO, everyone's FOMO is... Because PS2 really never had... The, you think about PS2 is the same way, but they never had an online store. Yeah. So the demand for these games have shot up, and that 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 aspect of it sucks. And they didn't put anything in place like, hey, you could still buy all these games just on your PS4, or PS5, and play them there. Um, that would have been nice before they shut stuff down. But yeah, how do you feel about it? It fucking sucks. Um, and I don't really understand a lot of it because they're shutting down the PSP, the Vita, and the PS3, and. The uh, PSP came out in March of 2005. The PSP came out in October 2008, and the Vita came out, or the PS3, I think I said PSP, and then the Vita came out in November of 2013. PSP was the 2005, you said? Yeah, that was March 2005, PS3, really? October 2008, and then Vita, November what? 2013. No, it would have been 2008. PS3? Was it uh, 2007? So. No, I think it was 2006. I think. Xbox was, what, 2005? Oh, I bet they pulled up the uh, Japanese release date since it released there. Yeah, yes. it was 2006. Okay. And then PSP release date was, would have been 2004, you said? This said... 2005. Yeah, March 24th, 2005. It's hard to believe. Right. Wow. So, it was... PS3 was November 20, uh, 2006, okay. 
Um, that makes more sense. I thought really yeah. closer to PSP. But it doesn't make sense. Like they've left a lot of the infrastructure up to be the nice guy, but I feel like you could have also left up the other. And it seems weird that systems that the point I was getting at there is that systems that came out in 2005 and 2006 now they it sounds even worse actually are going to be down at the same time as uh, something that came out in 2013. <laughs> and I think you can make the case. I don't think any of it should happen, but I think you can make the arguments for the other one because PS3, you can build, there's two generations after that. The PSP, there's a next generation after it. But like I said, where I think that falls apart is that the newest one is also going off at the same time, and there's nothing newer than the Vita. You can't build up a go play. Your next place is portable. There isn't anything. Yeah. So like I said, I don't think that's a good excuse, but I think you always make that argument. But with the Vita, that just falls apart. And even more weird the PSP actually stays up a little longer than PS3 and Vita if you read that article so they're all shutting down this summer the PSP stays up a little past those two no the Vita stays up the longest right that's the PSP really yeah that's what threw me off because yeah the Vita would make the most sense the PS3 and PS Vita stores close October 27th no and the PSP is closed July 2nd and when do the other ones close August 27th oh okay they put it after, so I thought it, I read it wrong, thinking that that makes a little more sense still. Like, so the fact they're all shutting down around a similar time is still crazy to me. Also, how much is PS3 spending on this infrastructure? I This is why I always say buy fiscal. This is why my dumb asses post on Instagram stacks and stacks of games. Yeah, um, I know that they said anything that's purchased will still be able to be re-downloaded. But then, yeah, you do have a question of if that's going to go away at some point. Or if you but, didn't purchase them. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's the thing I was going to say is that, um, you know, I don't really have the fear of missing out. A lot of stuff I'm just like, ah, if I miss it, I miss it. But there is a lot of older PS3 games. So I was like, ah, I'll, I'll play at some point, and I didn't buy. So I think I'm going to get some money together and try and go through. Um, not physical, because I know I'll be paying a ridiculous amount, but buy the digital versions of some yeah. games come like, I don't know if I'll be able to find these again. Ooh, PS3 physical went way up no, too. I'm sure, yeah. I mean, it's still cheap, so don't don't let it like make you afraid to buy it. But it's uh, it's gone up a lot. Yeah. Um. I mean, if you look at these years, it is crazy how long ago that is. But at the same time, the fact that it's just going away like that, yeah, it's scary to think about. And, Especially when one of these systems doesn't have anything to follow. There's no predecessor. I guess you could take... There's a huge internet group of people that just preserve media or television, videos. So I'm hoping that they will also be able to do this for games. I wish I was smart enough to be one of those guys. Because I feel like they're doing the Lord's work. Um, but yeah. But uh, to continue in sadness, this is also really sad. Mm -hmm. This is from IGN. Uh, Casey wrote, another delay. Total Rock Studios has announced that Back for Blood has been delayed from June 22nd to 2021 and October, oh, to October 12th, 2021. Fortunately, there will be an open beta this summer, which would be fun to get my hands on. Mm -hmm. uh, Back for Blood is a next-gen cooperative FPS from the creators of Left 4 Dead and was revealed at Game Awards 2020. Um, 
The delay news was shared on Twitter alongside a message saying that the team needs a bit more time to make back for blood the best game it can possibly be at launch. It sucks, but I'm happy for delays. I like them. Um, I think they happen for a reason. Turtle Rock Studios is working hard to make Black for Blood the best game possible. Uh, whoa, whoa. Black for Blood, you <laughs> said? <laughs> uh, Turtle Rock Studios is working hard to make Black for um, Black for Flood the best Katrina. game it possibly uh, be at... Whoa. <laughs> it can be possibly be at launch, and the team needs more time to do this. Uh, Turtle Rock wrote, Therefore, we will release Back for Blood... Um, Black for Flood on October 12th, 2021. We thank our community for its continued support and are excited to share that there will be an open beta this summer. So a couple things there. That's George the Bush does not care about black people. He doesn't. And then could have been a, his son. On a more serious note, uh, far more serious than people dying in a hurricane. The, um, this delay I am bummed. I know that in the long run it's probably a good thing. But I just feel like every week there's, I don't even put all of them in here, there's just every week there's something delayed. I know everybody says you, a delay is a good thing because the game will be ready when it's done, or done when it's ready. And I think it's true to a point, but I think there's just going to be a fucking explosion and not in a good way the next year or two after this settles down. And people always talk about how already, and our fucking podcast named after it, a backlog and just so many things at once. I think uh, it's going to be pretty fucking overwhelming after this slows down and the year to follow it, everything releasing at once, even with this delaying until October. On one hand, it's cool because it's like a perfect time as far as like the, the creepiness of it. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be a fucking worse time that's right around Call of Duty and Halo. And this is a first-person shooter, so I think it's going to hurt the sales a lot. And then even aside from sales... That's uh, I'm really excited for this, but by the time Halo comes out, I don't think I'm going to be wanting to play Back for Blood over Halo. Yeah. Yeah, I did, shit, I didn't think about that. Um, I do think Back for Blood, though, will be a different game. I think it's something you'll pick up a couple matches, like War, um, uh, my, my Addiction, as you put it. Uh, Warzone? Well, as you put it, I'm just wondering. <laughs> Analyzing it. Um, also, I like how I joke too when you talk about Warzone. I'm like, oh yeah, still playing Halo. Like it's fucking 2005, and then you're like, I, I'm gonna play Halo over this. Um, but I probably would too, though. So I think you're the true addict. Well, the difference is like if you look at these people that stick around Call of Duty, like the three, the trio now. That's just all they do. There's nothing else. I play Halo, but I'm like, I play these games. It's just like, it's not a debate of what to play when this this group gets on. It's just Call of Duty. There's no debate there. Yeah, I would say, I would say that once the group's on, yeah, it's, that's all it's getting played. Yeah. And and Derek's such a good player, too. The people we play, when I watch replays, I'm like, I don't think we'll ever win one again. <laughs> I'm looking at these people. Either they're hacking or cheating or they're like experts. Sounds like fun. Derek, if you're listening, I think you need to like just spend a whole day just play 100 matches where you just immediately die so you can get down to our level. I think what you're saying is true. I'm not saying like 
um, comparing it to Halo and being like, this game sucks because Halo's better. I think they're completely different style of games. Mm-hmm. So just like I talked about, I'm sure I will mix in other games and that will be one of them. But if Halo wasn't there, that would just take up... Halo was going to take up some time no matter what. So if that was there and Halo wasn't around, it would obviously just naturally have more time to play it. And I think this is uh, kind of like a, a prelude into what I was talking about with all these games getting delayed is that it's going against Halo and Call of Duty now and everything else releasing in the busy or what at least normally is the busiest time of year for games and more than likely probably getting a new Switch at that time as well so it's non-stop games is that I feel like this is just a prelude to what's going to happen with all these delays coming out at the same time eventually yeah I think you're right Uh, this summer would have been a perfect time there's nothing coming out people are still I think this summer is when, please, God, when Corona, all the Corona shit's finally winding down. But, yeah, I think Back for Blood's going to be a great game. I do, too. I am excited about the beta. Um, I think it's expecting something real glitchy, unfortunately. If they're, <laughs> so I feel like this is, if they're doing it right, this should be a real beta, and that should be part of the delay, like a true beta, not just like here's a demo a month before it comes out. Mm-hmm. And Left 4 Devils are always kind of buggy, so I feel like this oh, might be a... Hurts. This might be a mess at first. Um, that wasn't to rush you either. I was just changing oh, no. positions. I got you. Um, and I was going to say something else with Back for Blood there, but I'm blanking so we can move on. Yeah, and I was Googling when the first Left for Dead and second one came out. They both came out in November too. Yeah. I was like, because I was like, oh, that was an October game too. And then I remembered I pre-ordered them around Halloween. Yeah, I feel like even though it's after Halloween, it's like that still... Like that weather and everything around there, so it kind of feels like it. So I feel like you just morph it together in your head. Yeah. I remember what I was going to say. I feel like um, I haven't heard any of this, so this isn't rumors or anything. I just got the strong feeling right now, actually, that this seems like a prime candidate to have a, a Game Pass game. They buy the rights to it. Mm. And then another way to fuck over Sony because it's still release on PlayStation, obviously. Yeah. But kind of like I talked about with Outriders, if you have that game, you're like, all you gotta do is subscribe to Game Pass, and you is got it. Is it Hades coming soon too? No, that was uh Well, I think it it is a matter of time. That was a miscommunication. They said they posted uh, it. They had that indie showcase, and to advertise it, they had Hades in the uh, the splash screen or whatever. Gotcha. And then they removed it and said that it shouldn't have been there. But that seems like a pretty big one. Oh, whoops! That game. I didn't mean to add that one. So mm-hmm. people were thinking they probably are, but. They weren't supposed to put it there yet, like as part of a the next presentation or something. Okay, yeah, so they're think, still swinging their big dicks around, buying up a lot of shit. And I feel like it had to be a part of something else because that just seems like too big of a fuck up. Just put a game that literally isn't coming to your console. Yeah, because right now it's not even on Xbox in general. I saw Switch got the physical release for it. Yeah, which uh, it's cheap too. It's like thirty bucks. So I was this close to ordering it. This was like. I want physical. Yeah. I want to try out Hades. Everyone's sucking that dick from last year. Yeah. You know, those are the things that usually annoy me, and that definitely did annoy me with that one. Um, I do want to try to see for myself, though, because even when people are like that, I usually like to see figure out how I feel. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. Roguelike seems so opposite, opposite of what I like about games. I really don't know if I'm going to like it, even aside from the reaction of what people have, good or bad. But... We'll see. Um, that's my prediction with uh, Back for Blood. I don't really make predictions, but I just got that feeling out of nowhere. Um, since we just talked about a game 
being delayed. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about a game being stopped. I like your article. Your I thought these were the article titles. You should start writing articles, buddy. Well, that one um, is kind of a... Uh, I don't know if you heard me talking about the uh, documentary on Hulu. Oh, That's what it's called, yeah. so I just stole it from okay. that. It like, worked stopped. for this, yeah. Uh, Reggie Filzeme has retired from GameStop's board of directors just one year after joining, joined, after he joined the company. Filzeme is one of the eight directors who's set to retire from the board at GameStop's 2021 annual meeting. The remaining board members will largely be made up of directors relatively new to the board, with many of the companies being more established directors, leaving along with Phil's May. Uh, I think we talked about a lot. I've researched a lot in the GameStop board. A lot of old guys have been there since, like, the beginning of GameStop. Um, so I think that's the last of the Mohicans. And part of me thinks Phil's May was just a fucking meme, like, just to create buzz behind GameStop. And then the guy that's taking over, Ryan, I forget his name's, uh, he's got a Chewy. Mm-hmm. Uh, guy's filthy rich, and I should have listened to him last summer when he was like, buy GameStop stock, because he did. That's why he's in this position now. The dude made like $2 billion, or is worth $2 billion. Um, he's worth more than that, but $2 billion just from GameStop assets, I think. one point eight, something like that. Um, but I think he's going to take him in a good direction. Um, uh, his ideas behind cheaper games... Um, I wish they would stop. I hope they immediately stop stop running from retro games. They've gotten rid of 360 and PS3, which also caused a boom in PS3 360 games, um, which a lot of big-time collectors were warning people, like, hey, this is time to buy it right now before GameStop gets rid of them. Uh, GameStop, you should be buying all of that stuff and putting it up on your website, but in the style of... Um, a mix between DK Oldies, is that that website, DK Oldies? Mixed with eBay, where you have physical, the physical item, the actual item you're buying, you have photos of for the collectors. You really need to start catering to them. Well, I think you need to start with a website that's not from 30 years ago. Their website's fucking awful. <laughs> is it? Oh, I don't God, notice it too bad. Really? Yeah. I feel like anytime I'm going to try and find something, I wouldn't have like those four for 20 deals or something. Like, this is fucking. <laughs> worthless showing like half the things are are over $20 and so many of his $20 games are actually in there you just gotta hunt for them yeah, you gotta do a lot of the drop down menus too to yeah. specify exactly what you're looking for so yeah I think that would be great and you need to really focus on website right now like Best Buy's doing I'm sure you heard Best Buy got rid of a bunch of people and really focusing heavily on websites um, which I think is a great idea so I hope this is great great idea or plan for GameStop and I wish our stores would have more retro stuff in it more of a hangout um, because besides that I don't think I don't see them surviving um, well first a correction for you it's uh, Reggie Fizeme Fizeme what was I saying wait hold on Filzeme whoops no I don't blame you it doesn't <laughs> I just I kind of corrected you if I didn't hear it. If I read it, I would have. I fucking butchered this girl's <laughs> name, uh, Jenny Lamlow. I'm pretty sure I said something completely different the first time. I'd still be saying it wrong. But, um, yeah, I mainly put that in there because, like you said, we have talked about him multiple times on here. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just an update of the story we talked about. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad sign. He was already came out of retirement to do that. So I think he probably signed on and said, like, okay, I'm just – 
I'm going to move back onto something else. I don't think it's like, oh, something's falling apart or something. I think most of the board members, the people own a lot of stocks. Yeah. So if I was Reggie, I would have dumped them bitches back with the meme. Yeah. For sure. I hope he did. Hope oh. he cashed in. You also said you think he might be the last in Mohican. And I don't know if I'm comfortable saying in the podcast and him being dark skinned. <laughs> <laughs> I meant more of uh, the last of the Mohicans I'm for the guys who've been there since the beginning of GameStop. Um, um, speaking of canceled, like the show's going to be after this episode, uh, PAX East 2021 oh, is officially canceled. While we hope PAX, this is from a quote from them, while we hoped PAX East would safely take place, we remain realistic, realistic it did not sell any tickets or spare or space to exhibitors to avoid significantly inconveniencing our friends and partners. Organizers Red Reed Pop and Penny Arcade said in a statement, as we've shown via our actions throughout the pandemic, that's, that is just key virtue signaling right there. Look at our, we care. Uh, as we've shown via our actions, I mean, <laughs> we're out there with our actions right now. Uh, throughout the pandemic, our utmost concern is the safety of the PAX family. Uh, from attendees, exhibitors, show staff, <laughs> safety is through the roof right now. Media and content creators, as well as the local communities that host our celebrations for, of all things gaming. We will only move forward with live packs once we are confident the show will be safe for everyone. In lieu of PAX East, uh, I think I just shot the chance of our show ever having a panel at PAX. Oh, can you imagine that? These jokes will not land in the slightest. I, I, that's, the, that's the only way I could imagine. <laughs> I couldn't do any other things there. But imagine if I was like, I'm not comfortable with Why well, so I might get cheered on and not realizing I'm joking when I was like, I don't know if I'm comfortable with you saying the last Mohicans with him being darker skin tone, I might get it fucking riding in a good way there. <laughs> in lieu of PAX East, the PAX Online Digital Event will return for the weekend of July 15th to 18th. 15th to the 18th. An online indie showcase event will take place sometime prior to that. Details on the online event are expected to be announced soon. PAX West remains <coughs> scheduled to run September 3rd to the 6th, while PAX Unplugged is slated for December 10th to the 12th. Oh my god, this is... PAX Online Digital Event. Yep, that's it. Uh, not shocking. No. I feel like it was more canceled due to the fact that they hadn't done zero planning or, or sold any tickets yet. Um, I feel like they had done those things, you probably could have pushed it. Um... I think I think it would have been rushed. I don't know how they would have put together that fast unless it's kind of like they have the outline for it and just like, all right, that's all we need to do is get everything together. But I don't think that is the reason it was canceled because I feel like even if they wanted to do it and they could have put it on, I feel like there just would have been so much backlash and then potentially fuck packs over long term, mm -hmm. even if it did go through. It's weird to think about because PAX East – um, was one of the last things to go on before this happened. I don't know if you remember that, but one of our first episodes, I think, was it? Um, was uh, I think we did like two episodes before PAX. Well, I talked about, I can't, like I said, it all runs together if this was on the podcast or not, but I was joking about uh, the mayor, I think, of Boston was talking about how 
people should come there because it's safe. And he was advertising people to come to the city and to come to PAX. And I remember, yeah, I think it was on the podcast because PlayStation pulled out and we talked about that. And he was trying to convince everybody to come to the show, which goes into what I talked about a few weeks ago where how everyone's perception will change so fast. Everybody, mm-hmm. all these businesses will be like, oh, we've always been on board and we only care about safety when and act like people are idiots for thinking that this wasn't too serious when you go back and look and they thought the same thing. Like I said, the Blue Jacks were advertising that they supported people coming to the games and that people need to show up and that they don't care what um, the government says as long as they don't, they're not forced to not play, they'll be there. The mayor of Boston said, no, come to our city. We need hundreds of thousands of people in this one convention. <laughs> and I'm sure if you look at his statements, they're completely different now. Um, and I'm sure that would, I don't know what the politics are there right now, but I'm sure that would have a big impact if they could, were allowed to do it or not, or even if they could do it if they were comfortable doing it. Yeah. I also, I know Derek was talking about how he was really excited for the digital packs. I was like, I don't, to me, that sounds so depressing. Maybe they, he said they did a lot of cool stuff with it, and um, he was really excited for it. Maybe they do something. I just, the packs for me isn't even seeing the new games or, the games in general, it's everything that comes with it and like the atmosphere. That's why I always told you. Being in Boston too is a big part of it. Yeah. So maybe there is something cool, but that would just feel like to me, unless there's something that I don't know about it, like any other press conference or anything else where I'm just like, oh yeah, this or digital event where they're doing something. I don't know how they could match anything close to what a normal PAX is. Yeah. And like you said, I don't really give a shit. Like, I just like maybe seeing a couple of YouTubers I like or being in that community, the good food, being in Boston, and just being surrounded by all that stuff, the free items, the promo shit. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I, I would check out the digital thing, but if I had a preference, definitely Boston over that. Yeah, I guess I'll keep an eye out and see what you guys say about it. I know I literally tried to avoid it because like, this is just depressing and. I don't know what they could offer that I'd be excited about. But like I said they really can do something different, then I'm not going to be against it just kind of like okay, go to PAX. It was just depressing to be like, oh, man, it's kind of here, but it isn't. Yeah. Like when they're advertising, um, buying the merch for PAX West, even though you couldn't go because everybody likes having it every year. And I like doing that for East as well. But I was like, that, I don't want merchandise to something that didn't fucking happen. Or that you didn't go to. Yeah. Um. All right, so that's in the news. We want to get to media pickups. Sure, I'm I'm cocked and loaded here for this. You want me to go first? Um, rip the bandaid. Well, here we'll do a a quick rip the bandaid because I only have two, and then we'll get you so that way. Okay, you can go. So you saw right before we started this, I got Lego Harry Potter on Xbox One, the collection of all the Harry Potter Lego games. Um, I, oh yeah, Trevor. I forgot I should be talking to him. <laughs> uh, Lego Harry Potter. We got it, Trevor. I actually like the Lego games that I talked about, and Daniel loves Harry Potter. We found it for like $20. You never so. really played them. Um, they're a lot of fun. I was going to say they're mindless, and they kind of are, but some of the puzzles are actually pretty interesting, and uh, they're just fun collectathons. And um, I remember just, one being on display at Target a lot, I think for the GameCube or something. Yeah. Playing the demo a lot. Star Wars. And the stories are pretty funny because 
that I should tell the stories of the real movie button there. Their Lego style of just ridiculous um, nature. So it's pretty entertaining. Um, and then I bought It Takes Two, the Ooh. game shown at last E3. Um, by people made a way out and I totally forgot they made the game Brothers which I haven't played but all their games are very co-op centric this is the uh, crazy dude at the game awards that always screams and went on the Oscar rant probably best known <laughs> probably better known than a way out or Brothers sadly <laughs> um, this is his newest game and well his studio's newest game but I'll get into that one time but what we've been playing so if you want to get into your media pickups go for it alright man we'll start with uh, Florida I went to that flea market there. Um, something sad happened in that flea market that I wish I had a time machine to go back real quick. Uh, so uh, the first vendor there, I've seen him last time I was there a couple years ago. He's got a big video game section. Um, and from him, I picked up uh, Silent Hill. I finally found a copy that wasn't uh, insanely overpriced. I think I got it for 80 which is insane, I know, but... Uh, I've been really searching for this game, and I think it right now it's going for like 140. It's a black label. Uh, he also had a greatest hits version, but he also wanted less for that one. But that one's also going for like 90 now. Um, and then from him, I also picked up. Let me make sure I get this right here. Let me look at everything I got from him. Uh, Blood Drive, which is this crazy like demolition derby 360 game. Um, the Warriors on the original Xbox, he had a a really minty copy that came with like some GameStop promo items. I already have this game, but I wanted a better copy, and it just keeps going up. And then I picked up Silent Hill 4, The Room, which I think now means only missing two Silent Hill games. Um, also should be known, I've never played a Silent Hill game, <laughs> but I want to play the series. And those games, for some reason, over COVID, I think it's because Konami's pretty much said we're not making games anymore. Mm -hmm. They've exploded in value. Um, so I picked those up from him. But then he also had uh, Symphony of the Night, the PlayStation 1 uh, um, Castlevania. Mm -hmm. And he's like, bro, you, do you want this one too? I got this guy here. And I, I thought about it. How much you want, man? He's like, uh, I'd do 40 bucks on this guy. And his his games are super minty, which is why I like buying from him. Um, and he's like, yeah, man, it's a cheap deal. And the fact you haven't got it yet, and it's definitely just going to keep going up in value. And I was like, ah, I'm good, man. I just spent like 150 bucks at your, not that much, but probably 130 bucks at his stand. Uh, it's exploded, man. I don't want to exaggerate, but... Let's go on eBay. I think it was like $90 or some shits. Anywhere from 70 to 90 I believe. So I should have bought that. I fucked up. Um, uh, a little sadness, you know. I didn't buy enough games while I was there. Uh, so then I went to a thrift store. Mm -hmm. This thrift store was weird. It was jam-packed. They love Trump in Florida. This thrift store had a, a Trump shrine. This is the Trump cult I always talk about that I'm definitely involved in. Uh, where they had a Trump shrine. But they also had some decent video games. They had a sealed copy of Resident Evil Code Veronica X. Um, a sealed PS2 game at a thrift store was nutty to see. Yeah. Um, it didn't have a price tag. And the store sells a lot on eBay, too. I was like, this is going to go either way. 
So the owner wasn't there, so they called her. She's like, I'm on eBay right now. There's two versions. She knew what it was. And I was like, oh, this is not going to go well. She's like, I'm seeing it sell for $90 here, $90 there. I was like, I'm about to just set this down because I'm not spending that much. And she's like, uh, honey, I, she's doing this through the phone. Honey, I do 20 25 I'll do that. I think it was 25 I was like, I will do that. Don't know why you priced it so well, but I will definitely do that. So I think anytime I pick sealed games up, that goes, if it's a decent price, that goes straight to eBay. I do not want to open sealed games. I don't want any of that responsibility. Yeah. Um, and then she also had uh, Boulder's Gate, Dark Alliance. These are games Peters loves this series. He's always bugging me about getting it. Um, so I picked up a copy of that. Is that all I got of hers? I think so. I picked up some DVDs there, too. But, um... um I don't know if I put those in my... No, I didn't. But, yeah, I picked up some DVDs from them as well. Uh... And then I went to a game store, that 8-bit... Fuck, whatever he calls it. 8-bit, uh, something. Museum is what you said? Yeah. Um... From him, I picked up Resident Evil Survive. Um, his All of his PS3 stuff, he's currently, like, marking it up. But all of his sealed PS3 stuff, he hadn't marked up. So I picked up Folklore, that PS3 exclusive. Yeah. Sealed for 40 And I think it can make a lot more than that on eBay. He was like, yeah, I haven't marked these up yet, man. So any of these, at this price, I'll, I'll let you buy it for that price. Those price skyrocketed after Taylor Swift released Folklore as well. So Yeah, but definitely those fucking anime nerds, they're like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I need my fucking RPG, Taylor Swift. Um, and then from him, I was picked up Legends of Zelda Four Swords Adventure. Resident Evil 4 Wii Edition. Um, is that all I got from him? I thought I got more from him, but maybe I didn't. Oh, uh, this game I've been looking for for a long time, WWE All-Stars. Mm-hmm. You ever seen that game? Yeah. It's one of the best... One of the my nephew had it and loved it. I was like, God, I want this game, and I'm gonna get it before it goes up in value. So I paid a little bit more than I normally would. It was like twenty two, twenty three, but still, still less than eBay. And I know that that's just gonna keep going up. Yeah, because the well, the games, the wrestling games that are people like seem to really explode in value, or keep their value, because that series has a history of making some really bad ones. Um, like, there's a rare one on the PS2 that is worth money now. Uh, so that's all I picked up from him. And then at the other side of the flea market at another video game vendor, uh, I picked up Enchanted Arms on the 360, uh, Super Mario All-Stars on the Wii. Been looking for that for a while, too, and he had that for 25 Super Minty. Everything's complete. No, and that's so hard to find a Minty Wii game. I feel like kids destroyed those. Uh-oh. Uh-oh! Almost knocked down the table. Uh, I think that's all I bought from him was those two two games. Yep. And then when I was in Florida, uh, the game store by my mom's house um, had posted some games. He had a guy traded in a huge portion of his game collection so i took his photo and circled a bunch of stuff and 
had the guy. The guy is so nice. I want to make a documentary on him. His video game store is probably smaller than this basement right here. Uh-huh. But he's he's a collector too, and I think he has another job. This is just like a hobby for him. So he always gives me good deals, and he saved all of these for me and put them off to the side. Um, I've been looking for a really good clean copy of NHL 2K9. Is that because Rick Nash? The Blue Jackets, Rick yeah. Nash, right on the cover, buddy. And for some reason, I always find scratch copies of that. Really? Yeah, but I found a good, good, solid copy. 2K Sports with Rick Nash on the front. Does that, it's probably going to be like a love-hate thing for you, right? You're like, my Blue Jackets on a video game. Yeah, I just wish it wasn't him now. At the <laughs> yeah. time, I thought it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, I bought it for that reason, but yeah. So I don't think I'll play it. I mean, I might throw it in, but I know I'm going to probably play the newer ones over this one. Yeah. I just wanted it because it was like two bucks, three bucks. Yeah. Super cheap. Um, Then I picked up this for eBay, The Testament of Sherlock Holmes. On, uh, I need to complete my copy with it. So then with what extra stuff I'll throw up on eBay. Lost Planet 3. Uh, Lost Planet 2. I recommend picking those games up. Those games, one of them had a low print rate. I forget which one. At least that's what I hear on YouTube. But I recommend picking up Lost Planet games. Um, uh, Test Drive Unlimited 2. I I love arcade racing games, especially on the 360. Um, Skate. I found a really good copy of, clean copy of Skate. Um, These are all from the guy on Facebook. They had my mom go over and pick them up for me like a fucking adult I am. Uh, Turning Point, Fall of Liberty. I know it's one of those games a lot of people talk about. I think Colin talks about it a lot, too. Does he? I know uh, me and Derek used to have quite the arguments over the game. He says one of the worst games he's ever played, and I really liked it. And uh, so it was a constant argument, but then I got to a point where the game broke, and I literally couldn't progress any farther. So I was like, well, I don't like this game anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's probably awful, but I, maybe Colin just said it had a cool premise. I don't remember what he said. Yeah, I think it... Uh, reviewed terribly if I remember right I might be making the pulling out of my ass too but then so uh, PS3 games he had a few pop up that I've been looking for for a while um, and they had exploded right around then too so I was like boom mom please get over there mom your late 20 year old is uh, needing you to go pick up some games for him uh, Genji Days of the Blade uh, I have a copy of Heavenly Sword but it's real messed up so he had a copy of Heavenly Sword uh, I found an open copy of Folklore, so I'm going to keep the open copy and sell the sealed one. What's your favorite song? Uh, the last one, the last two seconds, so I know that the whole album's over. Huh. <laughs> um, and then the PS3 exclusive, which I had never seen pop up in a game store, was uh, Overlord uh, Raising Hell. I like the 360 one. Yeah. Um, I never played the sequel. But I think Raising Hell was a PS3 exclusive for Overlord. And then uh, Demon Souls, which I've been looking for for a while. And he cut me a really good deal on those. I think that was 80 bucks for 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 12, 12 games. Not bad. Which I'm sure will also get rarer as time goes on, yeah. especially... Uh, I thought Demon Souls was going to explode after the PS5. Uh, I keep saying that word, explode, but I have no other way to describe. Go look at the, some of the Pokemon games on 
Game Boy. Look at the price charting. It literally just fucking straight in the air. Yeah. Disgusting. Because that game was printed so many times. They had made a million Pokemon games. But yeah. So uh, that's all my pickups, buddy. Oh, actually, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I did have some come in through eBay today. Oh, God, there's a picture of your mullet, buddy. I love it so much, Casey. I don't. Fuck, it's beautiful. Look at that live photo. Oh! Um. Oh, yeah, I think he scrolled too far. I definitely saw somebody's pussy. He did. That's my boy. That's a cat. It's my boy. My boy pussy. Um, I had a really nice copy of Lollipop Chainsaw (laughs) without the game. So I picked up the game on eBay. Uh, For the PS3, I picked up Star Ocean The Last Hope International. PS3 exclusive. Ratchet and Clank Future A Crack in Time. Uncharted Drake's Fortune. Because I was like thinking about what PS3 exclusives I didn't have and I was going through them. So for some reason I don't have this game. Is that because you have the collection? I have the collection on the PS4. Is that maybe why you didn't have it, though? Maybe. Maybe that's why I never grabbed it. But with this PS3 stuff going on, I was like, I better do it. My FOMO. Even though it's available on other consoles. Um, 360, Final Fantasy, what is that, 13? Call of Duty, World at War. Need for Speed Undercover. For some reason, I also didn't have the first Dead Space. Oh, really? Yeah, I, didn't, I don't know how I missed that one, so I was like, I'm going to grab that. Uh, I grabbed this game because I, th- I really want to live stream it with you. Uh, Rogue Warrior. Oh, I, I know Bethesda. about that game. Yeah. What is that actor's name again? Plastic um, Surgery? It's uh, Mickey Rourke. Yeah, Mickey Rourke. Punch him, bubble, punch him right. I, I can't even do his voice. You're the, uh, is it The Wrestler? That sounds yeah. too easy. That's Never watched it, but it seems like it'd be right up my alley. Oh, yeah, you'll love it. It's awesome. Um, Just Cause. Uh, and then I found a copy of Table Tennis from Rockstar Games that I never knew existed. Oh, really? Um, no, no, I knew it existed, but this oh, okay. version, it was like the 360, you remember Family Hits? See, like Family Hits on the cover? Yeah. So it's like Rockstar's logo and saying Family Hits above it was just uh, yeah too good to pass up on. Um, then for some reason didn't have this one either. I have the other ones, Prototype. Never played them, but there's some of those games everyone's like, dude, you got to play Prototype. Um, I thought it was a really cool idea. I didn't think they played that great. Um, it was oh, kind really? of, Yeah, I think they are really cool in premise. Um, I think they were always compared to Infamous, and I thought Infamous was far better than Prototype. I thought they kind of yeah. went head-to-head at the time. Yeah, they were very similar games. Yeah, I think Infamous was just way more polished and had a lot more to it. Yeah, so I probably should play the prototypes first, right? Yeah, okay. that's the prototype too infamous. <laughs> um, then uh, I have a special place for Bionicles, so I bought Bionicles Heroes on the 360. I do too. I think it might have been my first achievement race I did with... Uh, really? I'm sure he'll come up on things we shouldn't admit. Uh, little Zach, I did with him. <laughs> yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Let me make sure I have all the infamous games, because now... I always think I'm like, oh, yeah, I got them. So, okay, Infamous, Infamous 2, and Second Son. Um, there's Infamous First Light. Did I ever get physical? Oh, is that like a... Physical. That was PS4, though, right? Um, yes, I think so. Because that was after Second Son, right? 
Second light. That was all it is. Shows how much I'm... I actually haven't played that one, so it makes sense why I wouldn't know it, but... Um, yes. It's a standalone downloadable content action-adventure video game developed by Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. So, yeah, there's only four. Well, then there's, uh... The, Festival of Blood. Yeah. Oh, it's downloadable content. Ooh, I better go download that. Yeah, I, uh... I've what actually only played the first two Infamous as much as I like it. I need to get back, so I guess well, I better think about that. So are you sitting down, buddy? I'm sitting down. I've got good news for you. Yeah? After months of searching, I finally got a PS3. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I did. Look at you. got the one I wanted, too. The I'm telling you, people shit on... After I made all the noise of the mic, I'm sorry. People shit on the Super Slims. Mm-hmm. I think longevity-wise, they're the best choice. Because if you go through broken, four parts, whatever, it's always the first one, of course. But then the second one always has disc-reading errors. Like, won't read discs. But I feel like with that being right there, it'd be easy to work on, too. So I wanted the God of War one. So I found one a guy, a guy in Boston selling one. And he was really rude at first, but then when I... Killed him with kindness. He was really nice. But so I got um, I got it with two. He had bought it when it first came out. He got it with the red controller that came with it. And then you remember the other red controller that came out? It was like a different shade. Yeah. Like burgundy or something. He had both of those. And he's like, but the burgundy one's broken. I was like, ah, that's okay. I'll still just throw it in the box. So I got all the cords. And then he's like, I'm going to throw in some games too. So... I think I spent 180, which is, I know it's a lot, but PS3s are explode. I don't want to say it again. Going up in value. And I wanted that specific one. So I think 180 shipped. But then he sent like 10 games. All games I really don't want. Um, but good titles, like some Call of Duties, some stuff I'll definitely throw back up on eBay and make a lot of back, back a lot of my money. Some Lego games. I'll show them to you first, buddy. See if you want any. Okay. You and Trevor can fight over him. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited to have a PS3. Got it home and started right up. And got my account on it. And like the next day is when they announced the store was going down. So I better yeah. go through. I See, that's one. See, that's the kind of shit I'm going to have to go. Infamous Festival of Blood. I'm going to have to go through like little minute things like that. Yeah. Add them to my account. Um, any like little digital things. Um, so if you ever think of any little PS3 games too that yeah, you I'm think I would try and get a list together of things that I talked about always playing. Yeah, we should do that. Okay, I'll be down. So officially, oh, I'm so excited. I love looking at it. And um, the first time I ever used a Super Slim, I was like, this thing's awesome. When they first came out, I knew someone had them. Right when the PS4 came out, he bought the Super Slim. You get the blue one. But I always thought the disc tray thing was kind of cool. It does feel cheap when you're actually doing it. But I think longevity-wise, it's the way to go. And the Super Slims are very easy to switch out the hard drives in. So I think yeah. eventually I'll probably put an SSD in there. I bought some canned air. Also, because this guy was older, it was, what do they call it, adult-owned or whatever. I don't think he ever used it. Really good shape. There's, yeah. like, no dust. It doesn't stink. And if you go on Marketplace, well, you knew my struggle. 
marketplace was filled with just overpriced PS3s and nobody never knew how much their hard drives were cigarette burns in them off-brand controllers but so anyway so the console comes right I found out the second controller the burgundy controller is actually only reason it doesn't work is because of it's just dirty he just used it so much so I cleaned it up and started working fine very nice yeah man he sent me charging cables original charging cables everything in it nice yeah and guess what the first first game I downloaded on it got ready to play next after I beat Prey what's that Resistance Fallen Man oh there you go so I'm gonna go through all of them I got them all yeah like I said definitely uh, know what you're getting into that first one it feels I've played the first few I say it's real dated now but the later it gets well not the later it gets because I said I think two's the peak of the series but um, once you get past the first it's uh feels a lot better Oh, definitely, man. I'm uh, now. You're making me nervous. Do I? I'm pretty sure I've owned all the Resistance. I thought I owned all of the Uncharted. Let's see, Resistance, Fall of Man, and Resistance Two. So I'm missing Resistance Three. Shit. You're just talking about PS3 because there's the PSP and Vita games. If you're wanting those, are there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm glad you said Prey. Um, we talked probably like a month ago now. Actually, it had to be at least that on my stream when I went to play it. And it was on my games list, but said I didn't own it. So I was like, this must be on Game Pass, and they removed it. That wasn't the case, and I could have played it that night. I was going through my games, and I have it. And I remember <laughs> that on Black Friday, we found it for $7, so I got it. Oh. So they, of course, they added to Game Pass since then with uh, the Bethesda deal, but... Um, couldn't believe those, and I fucking had the whole time. <laughs> uh, before we get to what we've been playing, I realized with the news, you didn't talk about this. It's okay if you took it out. Um, did you mean to, though, with uh, Ghost of Tsushima? Did you see that one? Oh, my God. No, I left it in there. Oh, did you? Did I skip over it? Yeah, I know you didn't talk about it. No, I definitely remember going over that one with my personal... Um, mm-hmm. It's possible, like, when I took some stuff out, I just accidentally deleted the whole thing. But no, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I can go back right, you're and good. make sure we it's still there. We don't need the whole article of you. I was going to make sure we talked about it for a second. I see Polygon. Oh, yeah, I totally skipped over it. So this is from Engadget. Um, uh, Casey's little notes here. It says, add Ghost of Shishima to the list of PlayStation properties. See, that one was there. That was their headline. How about even been there? Oh, really? Yeah. I think it makes I sense was, and don't be too redundant. I was letting you take credit for this. Yeah, oh, you should start um, writing articles. I can't be fake. Sony plans to adapt into a multimedia multimedia franchise. Sony Pictures will turn the PlayStation 4's swan song into a live-action movie with Chad Stalinsky of John Wick franchise fame to set to direct. Deadline was the first to report on the news, with Sony later confirming the news. Developer Sucker Punch Productions will help produce the project with Peter Kang there to represent the studio. Ghost of Tsushima has been both a critical and commercial success for Sony, selling 6.5 million copies since it debuted last summer. Naturally, PlayStation Productions, this, uh, oh, it's such hard times with this word. Uh, which one is it? I feel so stupid. I mean, I am an idiot, though, so don't put it past me. God, now you're making me overthink I know it, but now... Subsidiary? 
Subsidiary, subsidiary. Oh, Jesus, now you messed me up, see? <laughs> subsidiary. I knew I was going to do that. I fucking, I say that naturally because I do have those words like that. I know what you mean, but that's not one of them. I knew as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, God, now I'm going to overthink it. Subs- <laughs> Subs- <laughs> subsidiary. <laughs> subsidiary. Yeah, that's it. Yep. So okay. I, okay. Uh, let's see if I can do it now. Naturally, PlayStation Productions, the subs. Nope. It's not happening. Sony set up to create movies and TV shows based on its games is also working on the project. So remember when I'm talking about TSA or going off the handle by that stuff. Remember, I'm just a complete idiot. I can't pronounce that word. Um, how do you feel about this? I like it. I like it. Sony's going balls to the wall with all these, though. <laughs> yeah. But I like it. I admittedly haven't played the game, but I own it because I think it looks awesome. Um. Yeah, I think it's a perfect fit if it actually goes through. I always like when, and Sony seems to be um, driving this, which I like, is having the teams actually be a part of it, which I think is crucial. I think it's the main issue. Not only issue that, with, but it sounds like he's going to be there on site. Yeah. I just, the main issue with video game movies is that you get either directors and um, writers and everything that are so low tier, or you get top ones but they don't care about games, so they just try and make it their own. Are you talking shit um, about Bull, Mr. Bull? That's just easy to do <laughs> that's why i know people hate it on warcraft but i thought it was a good movie and i know um that's your boy too yeah duncan jones fucking loves games so and he knows world of warcraft better than i do so i feel like we're judging this um so i think that's the thing i'm most excited about i think uh getting a director of john wick is a perfect combo for that um people are mocking it because they said how Ghost of Tsushima was presented as uh, like uh, the samurai movie that um, games never had. So I do think it is kind of funny that way. But I don't think that means it shouldn't exist just because the game was based off a movie. It does seem funny that the game based off a movie is going to be turned into a movie. But I don't think that means it shouldn't exist just for that reason. I wonder how this movie will play out in Japan or uh, China, though. Yeah. Because China seems big, big. Big area for movies right now. Like that blew my mind when you're talking about uh, Avatar in the last episode. Um, uh, they hate Japan. Culture, like culturally, they had a lot of wars and disputes. And I know a big portion of Mongols live in China. Will this be seen as propaganda? And will the Chinese government turn turn on it? Which in turn means the civilians will also turn on it. This is a turning point. That's right. Fall of man. But I will... Is it Fall of Liberty? No, I'm yeah, up. Fall of Liberty? Yeah, Fall of Liberty. I was, uh, with the start of my resistance, I just made a one game. <laughs> Which works, resistance, alternate history, so there we go. Boom, there we go. Um, you want to talk about what we've been playing? Sure. All right, you want me to go or are you? I'll go. I'll okay. get it out of the way. Let's hear it. Uh, just a little bit of pray. Uh, still same old shit from the last episodes. Yeah, Casey's praying. <laughs> um... God, I love the game. I feel like it did some cool shit. But it's hard. It's a lot more sneaking than I would have thought, than Bioshock. Bioshock's combat-focused. This is very sneaky. Uh, you're going to die a lot, even on the easiest difficulty. I don't... Yeah, see, that's my biggest worry, not dying a lot, but the sneakiness, because I'm just not patient. That's what it was. Corrections. One of the corrections was you guys were talking about Star Wars. Um, Did you play more of that? Not since uh, last oh, okay. time. Okay, I don't want to touch your hand, but I liked it. Yeah, um, I but yeah, I think the boss fights 
sorry, in Star Wars, the boss fights, um, the parries, the combat, the leveling. That's what reminds me of Demon Souls and the campfire esque things. Because you're asking if it's just the campfires, but it's it's an easier version of the combat, parrying, boss fights, just the levels. Yeah, I guess I've never I've seen gameplay, but I never really paid attention, and I want to know how the game plays. When people said that, I always pictured more like what people talk about the the Souls games, like the uh, same difficulty. Yeah, and like losing everything, and I don't feel like so. That's why I thought I was get into it with everybody because everybody's compared to Souls games oh, you heard no. Derek he was like real I'd never heard anybody say that oh really yeah they even said it was like Dark Souls-esque I think is the the term for that genre now um, sorry but back to Prey it's very hard but it's a cool story it's something that I think I'll have to whittle away at a little bit at a time because I noticed I play more than three hours and I'm like I fucking hate this game um, but I took a little break from it while I was in Florida so I'm ready to get back into it what about if you say, I played Prey five times in a row? I played Prey, I played Prey, I played Prey, I played Prey, I played Prey. Uh, I think the last one fell apart, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, what if we say this? You say, I played Prey five times on the last one. You say, I prayed Play. Ooh. Look okay. at that. That already <laughs> fucked me up. I even just tried <laughs> to start and I couldn't, so I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I played Prey, I played Prey, I played Prey, I played Prey, I Prey played. Look at that, you got Did it. Did I do it? Yep. Oh I'm shit! Proud of you. Thanks, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Warzone a little bit, not very much. A um, little bit of Valheim, of course. Uh, I just wish I had a better computer. I think that's coming soon. I'm real close to getting there. I had that footage from the most recent thing I shot with Ryan. My computer's chugging with it. And like, yeah. It turns ten years old this year. This August, ten years. I've had this fucking computer. So I'm just looking at the newer, I'm like an old man that's like getting rid of his car. I'm just looking at the new version of my old computer. Um, probably go with a G14, I think it's called. So I'm going from a 17-inch screen to a 14-inch screen. You'd think there'd be issues, but I think we'll get used to it. And having a 17-inch laptop is nutty. So I think uh, I think a laptop will be happening sometime soon. Especially for somebody used to rocking like two and a half inches. Fuck yes. You're talking about my penis, right? My cock. Uh, what else have you been playing? Um, <laughs> There was something else in there. What the hell am I forgetting? Oh, just, we're back to this again for the third time. Super Mario oh, Bros. Yeah. All-Stars playing through um, uh, Super Mario 64. Yeah, and try and beat all of them? Yeah. That's the point. You said you never played Galaxy, right? A little bit. My nephews my nephews had it on their Wii. I, I, wanna it. I wanna know what you think of that. That's my favorite Mario game of all time. Never beaten any of them, by the way. I beat uh Galaxy. I don't know if I've ever beat the other two. I played a shitload of them. I don't know if I've actually finished them. Really? Well I did beat sixty four, the three D S version. I beat that, and that is just a straight port. So I guess I did beat it. There you go. And then I know I played all the time on 64. So, yep, just going through those. That's it. I got you. Um, So I beat Bioshock, like we talked about in the Extra Life stream. Start to finish. I actually finished it sooner than I thought I I would. I was wondering if it would be longer than my other streams and shorter than 
any stream I've done so far. It should be noted we're 10 minutes away from not being able to buy 3D Mario All-Stars. Oh, look at that. Scary, huh? <laughs> that's, right. that's why I have two copies. <laughs> um, speaking of that, I played Super Mario Bros. 35 because like I said I thought that was going away um, 10 minutes from now as well. But I don't know. There was a screen on there that said uh, special mode and it showed a uh, timer that would be gone after this time passed, so maybe it's just a mode that's going away. I thought it was the entire game, but that makes more sense. This I is did the one too. That, this is the one that's kind of like the uh, Tetris 100 knockoff. You have 35 Mario's all going at the same time. It's a cool idea. It's a little too chaotic. I just played a few rounds because like I said I thought it would be gone, so I wanted to try it. It was uh, a little too chaotic to understand just that fast. I mean, I understand it, but I like to get a hang of it and get good at it. But it seemed like a cool idea, um, and it's free if you have Nintendo Online, which our uh, subscription ended last night. I went to get on to try that, and I was like, oh, shit. So I renewed it for a year, so we all have there for a year go. again. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, not a problem. Um, played a little Call of Duty Warzone. Had to get my fix in. <laughs> You're addicted, Casey. <laughs> and... Um, I tried a game that you mentioned quite a few times in our early ep- earlier episodes. Oh, yeah? You're not going to get too excited. Um, Crash on the Run, the uh, Crash Bandicoot uh, mobile game. Oh. That's like the uh, Subway Surfers or Temple Run, but Crash Bandicoot. Um, and that's literally what it is. It's just like a Temple Run, exactly, but with Crash Bandicoot. There's also um, a Sonic one, too. Is there? Yeah. Um, I think Sonic was the first one to start, actually. Oh, okay. Um, I only played it for a little bit. It's Those games are fun, but um, those aren't really my kind of mobile games. And I think the biggest hook is those Crash Bandicoot. And so the presentation and the art style and everything is much better than any regular mobile game off the bat. But uh, what threw me off was as soon as it started, seeing the King logo. And that's Peel Man Candy Cross. I was like, oh, shit. And um, the initial download, I think, was like 200 megabytes. And then you play a tutorial. And then it's like, here's another 400 megabytes to download. I was like, wait, so I didn't even download this game yet? So I downloaded that. And then I went to play it. I beat the first real level. And then I saw right away, it didn't stop me from playing. I might even keep playing for quite a while. I'm not sure. But right away, I saw the little thing at the top that shows, like, your diamonds and emeralds and everything so i knew it was that kind of mobile game like a certain point i was gonna make sure you get more of these and i was like ah i'm out so i think it's fun and it probably would work because that's usually those games usually hook the people play like every two seconds so somebody like me probably could have beat it and not had an issue because you probably just jump on and off it but i just i "I don't think i need any of this (laughs) um and then what i mentioned before my pickup it takes two on Xbox One, I saw it at the store. I knew it was coming out soon, but I thought they actually put it on a shelf too early. I was just walking by, and I feel like every time I see games now, it's always the same ones. I'm never like, oh my god, what's this one? I just always know what's going to be there, especially since I keep track of games and everything. So I did like a double take, and a double take, take two. Um, and I was like, oh shit, and I looked it up and it came out the day before that. So that, that makes sense why I haven't seen this yet, but definitely not on the shelf early like i was thinking and when's the last time you were did you buy it then i did so what's the last time you were at a store and you just walked by the game case and grabbed a game um 
Do, oh, by the way, do you still have 3D Dot Hero? I do somewhere here, yeah. It's also exploding right now. Oh, I'm sure that's part of why I kept that one. Because um, I kept that one in the, the package. What the fuck did we pay for, for that at Meyer? Like 90 five? cents? Oh, uh, was it that cheap? I know it was under $5, definitely. I thought so, yeah. Um, but the last time, well, the last time I did that definitely was Black Friday for sure. But I think you're talking about like just walking by. Like grocery shopping or something. Yeah, like I don't. we did when we were kids. Can't think of what there might have been one since Black Friday, but I don't think so because, as you can tell by my media pickups, don't happen very often. Me either. Um, but so on the whim, I was like, man, I thought this game looked really cool. A way out was fun. I never finished it. Me and Derek talked about that. Like I said I completely forgot this people made brothers, and I always heard good things about that. So I go back and try that game. This is about to be a three pop episode. Hey oh, I think this is a long episode. It feels like it. Um. But me and Derek were supposed to do Bro Hawks, our new sports podcast, Ka-ka. episode two. Um, we were supposed to do that that night, but I was like, hey, how about we do record this the next day, and I buy it takes two, and we play it tonight. Because they also have that cool thing in there that Way Out did, where if one person buys it, it comes with a friend pass. Oh, shit. Yeah, and um, the cool thing is not like, I thought for a second it looked like the uh, little like uh, sheet they included in it, like the piece of paper you know when you open a game i thought that was a code that i had to send to him well that kind of sucks that means he's the only one that can do it but it was just directions telling him how to find it in the store so i could play with anybody and they could all download it that's awesome yeah i mean it's it's really cool they do that i mean it's a little different than most games because the game can literally only be played co-op so i feel like it's kind of fair that they do that that would kind of suck to just screw people over but still they don't have to so i think it's a really cool idea and this game looked cool, like I said, when I saw it at E3. I liked the way out, but I didn't expect it to hook me the way it did. It is, uh, we'll see how it goes, but right now it's definitely an early contender for a game of the year. Whoa. Which, when I saw it, I was like, oh, that looks like it'd be fun. And even at the store, I was got excited because I was like, man, I want to just play something different and, like, buy something and be excited to try it. But... Every time I'm not playing it, I'm thinking about it, or I'm singing <laughs> It Takes Two by Marvin Gaye in my head. Um, and it, uh, the best way I can describe it is like, it's a definitely co op centric. If you ever play a way out, very similar in the way that not, a, uh, not the gameplay, but how co op it fuses like the gameplay to co op and makes it essential, which I think is really cool to see because most co op games now, especially. You can play co-op, but there's not really any reason to. It's just kind of there, which works in some games because, like I said, if it didn't have that friend pass, that would really suck to just be yeah. screwed over. So I get why games do that because you don't want to just not be able to play if you don't have somebody there. But it is cool to see something different like this that is so focused on that. So it's a definitely uh, upfront, very co-op-centric. But then how I describe it is the art style and... Um, the uh, presentation and how the story's looking is very Pixar. It's like um, Inside Out, Toy Story, and Bugs Life in different forms, which you know is right yeah, in my alley. The pictures of this game. And the gameplay, the closest thing I can describe it to is Edith Finch, and not that it's a walking simulator. Oh, I remember what it looks like now. Yeah. yeah. Not that it's a walking simulator, but that it starts out it's kind of like a, 
probably the most game base gameplay is like a 3D platform adventurer, adventurer. But where it becomes like Edith Finch is that like every five minutes the gameplay completely changes, and it says it's ten hours long, which I did not expect, and mm-hmm. I was kind of bummed. I was like, oh, I don't want this game to drag on. And the first like hour, like I don't know how they're managing this. Every environment looks totally different, and um, the gameplay is changing like every five minutes, like I said, but staying uh, unique and being a lot of fun and feeling natural, like kind of like Edith Finch did. But like the first hour I played it, I was like, I don't know how long they're gonna be able to manage this if this game is fucking ten hours long. Yeah. But there's nine chapters, and we are a little bit through chapter five, and they've still managed to do it all the way through then. So, like, almost exactly halfway through the game. So, if they can manage to pull it off for the entire game, that's going to that'd be quite impressive. And I think I didn't play Brothers, but I heard good things. A Way Out, I think, uh, was fun, but way more story-focused. And uh, this just seems like it takes it to the next level. So, I feel like this is a perfect example of people learning from their games and what worked and what didn't work. Yeah, this sounds like a lot of your favorite games, too. Your oh, Sackboy. And- yeah. <laughs> I think that's why it's perfect for me at... Almost like a 64 game to vote a lot more. Fuck, what was the other one? Uh, Unraveled? Yeah. That's uh, actually a point I was going to bring Unravel up. Unravel or Unraveled? Unravel. Okay. Yeah. That's actually a point I was going to bring up. Unravel is an EA original, and so is this game, and so is A Way Out. I don't know if Brothers was or not. But another example of everybody giving EA shit and say how they just do nothing but cookie-cutter games and sequels. I can't think of many studios that give that much leeway to teams. Like, when did a way, way Out come out? That's been years since that game. Uh, let's see. 16? 17. Let's see here. It'll be 17. It came out in 2018. So I guess not that long, but three years for what is essentially a, like a smaller, not independent, but you know what I mean? That kind of game. So I feel like EA deserves some credit there and giving teams the freedom to create something this fucking different and unique when everybody just criticizing for doing that. I can't think of many studios that have games like Unravel and A Way Out and It Takes Two where all of them are very different from each other. Um, the uh, It's not really spoiling it. I'm like halfway through. The uh, It's the beginning of the game. You figure out, I didn't expect it to be this dark and that's kind of where Pixar comes in. It's uh, about the parents getting a divorce Hot. and um then the daughter, it's like her emotions going through it. So she creates these little dolls, like like kids do, playing with them. And then she sees that they're getting divorced, so she cries. And then the tears land on the dolls. And then the dolls become the uh, people get stuck in the dolls' bodies, and they're trying to get out of this world. The husband and wife, right? Yeah, they get stuck in the the dolls that this little girl made. So what it seems like is they go into this world and there's this crazy it probably sounds like I'm on drugs and the people that made it had to be there's this book that speaks um, not Spanish, he just has a very thick accent which I'm surprised people aren't jumping on probably a matter of time until they do because it <laughs> seems uh, mildly racist but it's fucking awesome um, he's the guide to these uh, this couple and how they're going to fix their relationship because the daughter needs them so me and Derek are debating if it's going to be the obvious ending of they get back together and this is all they needed and the triumph of working through this game and like that's where the co-op comes in of like the beginning they're arguing with each other and 
who this you're always doing this wrong and then the more you do it the more they're coming together so we're debating if it's going to be the obvious ending of that i think it's the most likely outcome i think uh another cool outcome and something that makes sense is that they get a divorce mm-hmm. but that um all this crazy shit that happened the girl comes to the understanding of it and that's what the point of it was like yeah they got divorced but she understands why it happened and uh what's happening right now uh you're gonna hate me mm-hmm. i was like sitting here like who the fuck does he look like right now oh god and you're gonna hate me i phil fish yeah i fucking <laughs> i knew you'd hate me that is not where i thought you'd go at all and i'm talking about independent game right now too <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's why it reminded me. I was like, oh, "That's indie game, the movie." Um, so sorry, sorry I just it finally clicked. I was gonna say I'll keep you updated. But I don't know if I should spoil the game once we beat it, but that's kind of the debate is how it's gonna end right now. I don't know if you ever play this, and I don't think the story is the like the driving factor of it, anyways. But uh, kind of curious to see how it finish. Yeah. So, I Thanks, guess Phil. once. I guess once I beat it, I'll talk to you and see if you want me to say how it ended or not. Everybody listens. Go Google Phil. Like, go look at the camera right now, Casey. Ah, uh, see, it's not that. One. It doesn't look that well. It's so washed out. Yeah, I don't know why we're so white. I don't know if it's gonna look like that. I don't know if it's looking like that as you guys are seeing this, but we look really white. Probably because I mean, look at us. We're just whitewashing everything. I was really white. Like people could tell by my complexion, I wasn't from Florida. It was bad. Like You're not like the last Mohican. But this is my first time I've been to Florida and not got a sunburn. I've only been there three Sorry, times. But... Okay, well, that's all I've been playing. Let us know what you guys have been playing in the comments and what have you been watching, buddy. Not much. I've no. uh, been... I forget, last night I got about halfway through uh, You Cannot Kill David Ar- Arquette. Mm-hmm. It's about his like trying to redeem himself with the wrestling community. Do you remember that movie with Joaquin Phoenix, where oh, you mean the documentary? Talking? Yeah, and you're like, you think it's real, but it's like, what the fuck? I think he tried to do that because it does feel fake. Uh-huh. Like, because he gets in a fight with Brian Knobs from the Nasty Boys. Spoilers, but it's not really. It's like a two second thing, but it felt fake then. And from what I can tell, Brian Knobs seems like a really nice guy in real life. Um, but then halfway through it, they were like, uh, he meets up with like indie wrestler, kind of gets his like Borat vibe. So as a fan of wrestling and a fan of David Arquette, I recommend watching it, especially cause I'm the wrestling fan of why is everyone freaking out that he got the heavyweight championship belt? Um, do you remember that happening when we were kids? Oh yeah. Yeah. I loved Big him. Big fucking and, deal. Uh, Nick hated him and I loved him. Really? Yeah. And, uh, and Diamond Dallas Page is kind of like, they kind of threw it on him. He didn't want to do it. He's just a big wrestling fan. They threw it on him. I remember my dad being like, whoa, this is a big fucking joke now. Because, I mean, these guys put a lot of dedication and they're supposed to get it. Uh-huh. Um, but that was the ass end of, uh, was it WCW? Mm-hmm. It was almost done at that point anyways, I felt. Um, but, uh, so I think you should watch it. Just because I know you like David Arquette. You liked, uh. Ready to rumble. Oh, yeah. Don Great. Sit down as a pussy, you know? <laughs> I think the the hardest I ever laughed as a kid is when he touches his asshole and he's like, See, it smells weird. I don't know why I love that scene so much. Um, but seeing my dad being like, Whoa, what the? You guys just tarnished that. 
which I understand, but people being like, that... There's like a montage of all these wrestling YouTubers that are like, that was the worst moment in history in wrestling. Um, so I think you should watch it. I'm about halfway through it. And I'm enjoying it. Uh, but being on vacation and with work, because when I got back from work, uh, my supervisor was gone. So we've kind of all split up his work and back to working full weeks and picking up OT. Uh, here we go again. Yep. I worked overtime yesterday, Casey. So I've been really busy with that and uh, Lost. Yeah. Watching season four. I think I'm almost done with season four. Still don't know how I feel about that that show. I just, I give it a lot of chances because it's dated. I feel like I would have enjoyed it a lot more if I didn't watch other shows first. But uh, I just can't relate with it. It doesn't feel real. It just, but I like the story. So I will definitely finish it out. Um, I think besides that, that's it. Okay. What you? Um, watch Lost again nice. last Thursday and doing it again tomorrow. Um, went to my friend's house, uh, Colin, you know him, and watched the uh, South Park vaccination special. <laughs> it's uh, I don't think it was as good as a pandemic special. But it was funny, and there were some parts that were funnier than Pandemic Special. I think overall, it wasn't quite as good. Um, can I spoil a part in it? Because if you're not paying attention, you might not even see it. And I think a lot of South Park fans aren't going to get why, why it's so funny. Um, there's a scene with uh, QAnon is in it. <laughs> and they're going over this uh, interrogation board or investigation board um, about the pedophile ring. And uh, see, all the Hollywood elites are on it. And it's uh, scrolling through, like, all the obvious ones. And then uh, they scroll past basketball really fast. Really? <laughs> what the fuck? These motherfuckers put themselves in the pedophile ring. <laughs> <laughs> also, is this, like, a remake? A sequel? Um, are they hinting at it? I hope so. I feel like, like I, said, I think it's weird they put it in there, because I feel like most South Park fans are talking about, what's that? <laughs> but, uh. I think it's cool that they did that. Um, and shows they can give with anything because they, I don't think they're actually part of it. If they were, that'd be extra nuts. So they're just like, hey, check this joke out. And then they're actually part of it. <laughs> but the fact that they can make a joke like that, hey, we're in the pedophile ring. I was like, only they could fucking do that. <laughs> um, That's pretty good. <laughs> and then besides that, I watched, uh, this is how it connects to uh, my extra life stream. I totally forgot when I bought the Bioshock collection, all the extra shit that came with it. Um, just digitally, not like collectible stuff. But like there's an entire Bioshock documentary where uh, our guy Jeff Keeley, he just squeezes his way into everything. Um, sits down with uh, Ken Levine, the creator of Bioshock, and I can't remember his name, another, uh, the writer or something in Bioshock. And um, the only downside is they're on the menu, you collect them in the game, and I already collected them for my first playthrough. There's like 15 of them, and they're really well done and super interesting. The only downside is you press play on it, and then you have no control. So if you accidentally hit a button, you back out of it. There's no way to get back in. Oh, shit. Or you How can't long pause are they? it. It depends on each segment, but I've probably sat there for like an hour and a half watching all of them. And uh, it was really interesting. And uh, how it comes back to that is the boss ending. 
that I've always criticized and we talked about earlier. Um, Jeff Keeley asked him if there's anything to change about the game, and he said, um, in hindsight, definitely in the boss fight, he said that it seems way out of place for what the game is. And then he said even at the time that he was kind of fighting it because they always tell themselves when they make a game they're not going to end in a boss fight and be generic. And they said it gets down to and doesn't know how to end a game. And he just forced that in there. But uh, I think it's uh, interesting to watch that and see that somebody talking about their own game and not just being like, yeah, it's the best thing ever. I wouldn't change a single thing about it and kind of breaking down what worked and didn't work with the game. And we always talk about how we wish more games did stuff like that. It is just like an interview that is sitting there and have gameplay. It's not the documentaries like we talked about with like the inside look and like all the making of and everything, but mm-hmm. still interesting to hear that. And uh, Ken Levine always seems like a super nice, interesting guy. I don't know if I told you one of the first PAX East I went to, he walked by me and I was like, oh, should I, should I ask for a picture? And then he was walking too fast and I missed it. Ugh. I've been bummed ever since, especially because everything I've seen since then. I feel like a lot of people think uh, he's uh, comes off as a douchebag, but I think uh, it's because he's honest, and a lot of people just, if you're being honest and not just giving the same cookie-cutter answers and actually saying how you feel, not being like a douche, but just you have a different viewpoint that people just label you as that. But if you ever watch anything with him, he seems super down-to-earth. and uh, Like Tom Brady, right? Yeah, that's a perfect example. Talking about a pedophile ring. Um <laughs> But uh, those are super interesting, and then uh, it just caught, got me caught in the, the Bioshock. Um, what do you want to call it? Lore? Yeah, and just being all all up in that Bioshock again. You asked me if I got if I was kind of like drowning out or drowning out, <laughs> if I was getting sick of it, and it was the opposite. Like, Man, I need to go back through and get these achievements I missed and <laughs> find all this extra stuff and watch this shit because I was so excited when I got the collection. And I beat them all then, but there was so much more I could have done. But like most things, I was like, ah, I did that, so I'll get back to it. And I might do that again, who knows? A month from now, I might be like, yeah, I never touched it again. (laughs) But I plan to, we'll see. And besides that, I watched uh, some more 30 Rock with Danielle, just another episode. Um, yeah, I'm in that, that I knew you guys talked about last time. I'm in that camp of, uh, I fucking hate that show. I thought, oh yeah, I thought you would be a a perfect candidate to not like that. God, shut oh, the you're fuck up. The Cosby show. Tracy fucking Morgan. <laughs> Tina Fey's like really annoying in that show too. I don't mind her. I don't mind. I really like Tracy Morgan too. I don't mind it, but that show, really? like, shut the fuck That's up. That's surprising because I feel like he's just fucking plays Tracy Morgan. So. All the time. And everything he's in, he's just himself. But I can't stand that show. And the pacing feels weird. Like, the, the feeling of the show feels weird. And I'm, I think most of it is because it's like a sitcom without a laugh track, which I really appreciate. Uh-huh. But there's something like an emptiness, a fakeness about this show. I can't describe it. Well, fakeness would make sense because literally on a set, about a set. So that would make sense. <laughs> um, no, I'm not surprised. Oh, I, said, like, I thought you'd be a prime candidate to hate it. But even Derek saying he liked it, that surprised me. Obviously, it's a mega show. I don't think I found some like no-name show it lasted whatever seven seasons and was on nbc as a hit show but that's a weird thing it's a hit show and i've never met anybody else was like yeah i like that show everybody's like i haven't seen her no that show sucks yeah. and you guys also mentioned another show that i feel the same about and that's how i met your mother <laughs> that show i feel the same way about it uh laugh tracks as you do that was a show that 
I liked it, but I this is so distracting. And then after like eight episodes, I forgot it was there. It didn't add to it, and yeah. I was like, oh, they're laughing. I had to laugh, which is why I hate that. I feel like they're like telling you when to laugh. Yeah, but that's why the show was so good that it kind of got out of the way, and I forget fucking forgot it was there. It was just natural. Yeah, it's uh, I absolutely hate laugh tracks and he's like well how do you love roseanne so much because roseanne is one of the greatest shows ever created i was like i just don't even notice it yeah like i remember being younger and my dad talking about the laugh track and roseanne or something like there's no wait and then it's like oh shit there is yeah but then roseanne's like something i grew up watching like so i feel like it's a different place that's why why i forgive it a little bit more my mom's got some old ass photos of our Four model wood grain TV, uh, and we were watching Roseanne around Christmas time. I was like trying to do the math. I think it was still on fucking air with that photo of me. I want to get it blown up though, because you can see like the yeah. Roseanne logo. It's such a cool photo. <laughs> Got to get this on Instagram or something. What was it? Ninety nine when Roseanne ended. Oh shit! I don't remember. Well, of course they brought it back and then ruined yeah. it. Well, they didn't ruin it with that. They ruined it by getting rid of Roseanne. Roseanne, last episode, 1997. I doubt that photo was, that had to be a rerun then. Yeah. Because 97, I was fucking four, four or five. I don't know, I guess I could have been five in that photo. I don't know. Most of that show I remember watching was absolute reruns, though. Yeah. I have no memories of new episodes. Sorry, but I fucking hate laugh tracks. The worst one though is Big Bang Theory. How do you feel about that show? I've actually I obviously know what it is and seen clips, but I never I should watch the full episode to say fairly. I know how you feel and I don't know that I would like that. Uh, I just really can't say either way. Bazinga just <laughs> blow my brains out, dude. Back when everyone was wearing those fucking shirts. Uh, so for some reason always the worst person of a friend group too would be like I love that show. And you're like, wow, just fuck, get away from me. <laughs> you know, I bet Trevor's right now. Aw. Bazinga. <laughs> Probably got a fucking Target shirt somewhere, too. Trevor, let us know in the comments if you're a fan. If you are, it's okay. There's plenty of things I like that you and Cody hate. Yeah. Um, 30 Rock, for example, Cody hates it. I feel like Trevor, I don't think he's seen it, but I think he'd be very confused if you watch that show. <laughs> oh, speaking of that... um, my mom found my collector's edition of I Am Legend and gave it to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's what, uh, those are also up on my Instagram where all the movies I picked up this yeah. time. Um, besides that, I started Falcon and Winter Soldier. Watched the first two episodes. I don't know if the third one's on yet, but I like it. Um, I don't feel the same as Derek. I do feel like it's a lot closer to the movies, which, you know, I don't hate it, but that's kind of what was refreshing about WandaVision. It just feels like this is a lot more action and connected to the universe which like I said is usually my favorite part I'm not going to lie but WandaVision was refreshing because it was something different that I didn't expect when I was ready for that kind of stuff so it's not bad but to me it feels like more of the same but it is only two episodes in so we'll see how it goes and I was going to say with the first episode and this one I was going to make a comment about how it's annoying that they're forcing in uh, white jokes and how he's a black man but uh, I'm going to let them off the hook for now because the last episode, um, I thought they were doing it. There's these black kids sitting there, and he walked by, and he's like, hey, you're the the um, 
the black superhero, aren't you? And then, uh, I can't remember the last, the exact dialogue, now I'm butchering it. But then, uh, Falcon fired back at him, and he's like, what, so, you're, I just, like, you're the black kid? And I was like, wow, I was kind of <laughs> surprised <laughs> after my, so, I mean, that's what's annoying about that kind of stuff is when, I don't care if they're making white jokes or that they're no, putting that stuff no. in there, it's when they're so afraid to do one and then the other one's completely okay. So, like, if you're going to make Not comments. Not that it's completely okay, but it's, like, expected that yeah, you do uh-huh. it. Yeah, and that, it seemed like they were doing that laying on, well, not heavy, because they like to act like it's just like, oh, that was a, some slick dialogue. Um, that was, you might as well just have it be obvious. But like I said. That's pretty good. Yeah. And I butchered it. It was much funnier. I was like, wow, that was really surprising. So you're just like the black kid. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, and the delivery was so good. So I was like, all right, I'll let it slide. And if they keep doing that, I'll come back to it. Um, and then. I am almost done with the Imagineering story, the documentary I talked about last time, the um, Disney theme parks. Super interesting. I think I have one episode left. Yes, I'd be all about the VHS tape, by the way. <laughs> of course. I knew as I was saying, oh, my God. Um, and then what I mentioned earlier when we talking about news, I watched, I can't remember if it was an episode with Derek or Ryan, but they said I need to report back about Game Stopped, the first documentary about the Derek. game was it it all runs together it's so we are not i know i said it before but now i know what people talk about when they do podcasts i'm like that's such bullshit but just all blends together um do you like when i do this in my arms no uh it was interesting it was only 45 minutes uh-huh. and it feels more like and i think this was a like an abc news report so it doesn't feel like a true documentary and there's some stuff I didn't know, but it's kind of just the basics of if you follow that, you kind of know it. It's kind of just like coverage of it almost. Um, but what I realized when I watched it is that I realized I hated everything about that and how <laughs> how I've heard the people I'm around talk about stocks probably like 10 times in my life. And then everybody became an expert that week. Right now you got inv- right now we're uh, looking at this. You got to invest in this, dump all of your assets into this. You got to hold on to that. Those are golden chicken nuggies. I was going to say the, my extra least favorite part of it was all the terms and they used it in there. And, yeah. And we're here for the tendies and they did like documentary style. And then the stonks hit and, and then they'll cut with the B roll oh. stonk stonks. And then be YouTubers. And I was like, Man, this right is, now GameStop's blood. Like, comment, subscribe. Yeah, and the the stonks, the to the moon. They explained all these analogies and the to the moon. Um, the fucking um emoji thing from Reddit, the like Johnny Bravo looking guy. I was like, I that's what I'm realizing that this actually is an interesting story. But I fucking hate everything about this. <laughs> and um, when I told you pretty early on with this stuff happening. And everybody's like, it's not about the money. It's about proving the point. Like, These people are such full of shit. As soon as they realize they can make money, it's not going to be about proving the point. It's going to be about the money, and they're going to fall into the, exactly what they hate about these people. They all just want to be millionaires if they had the chance they would do it too. Oh, yeah. And, Last summer, I would have dumped all <laughs> kinds of money into it for them. Yeah, and you see that in this documentary. This one guy, he uh, says he wants to uh, remain anonymous, so he uh, has his face board out and... You don't see him the entire time, and the entire did time. Did he sell? What's that? Did he sell high or something? Yeah, he did. And the entire time, he's <laughs> talking about how um, he uh, was all about the wave and taking down um, 
the big uh the hot shots and the uh, millionaires and then at the end it says he cash out and then the fucking tower doesn't say how much it is it says he wants to remain anonymous on how much he got <laughs> and then he has a nerve at the end but I trust me I'd follow every day and I'm rooting for them I want them to take them down <laughs> oh, so yeah. I'm sitting in my mansion <laughs> yeah. right now I'm escaping the high ass taxes in Puerto Rico but good for you I think I'm sure there is the like same a fucking thing. Oh yeah, and I don't judge it, and I don't even judge anybody. That it's just kind of like we talked about with all this stuff. Just if you are honest about that and be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do that," then more power to you. It's the the whole notion about all this stuff, just preaching stuff and not actually following through with it. I think even if you really are about taking down the, the man and you're really gonna stick to that, then. Again, more power to you if you're really going to stick with that all the way through. And I'm sure there is a very small percentage of those people that really are about that and would stick it out. There's always something for everyone. So even I'm sure there are people that would pass on the money. But the portion of it is so small. And the portion of people that are saying they're going to do it was very, very high. So you know majority of people are bullshitting and just wanting to be like, it's about the man. And they're like, no, it's uh, once I get money, I'm, I'm out. And, uh about the money isn't this exactly what you your <laughs> whole principle with this entire thing yeah so i think that was my biggest takeaway not like oh that was interesting to figure yeah, out that doesn't or, sound good i knew it was gonna be i knew it had to be bad that was just too quick yeah i think it does do a good job especially in making it that quick and not being very long of summarizing like if you didn't follow any of it i feel like it does do a good job of being like oh shit okay like catching you up but i knew the basics of it and I knew there was something I always hated about that. I was going to say time period is not that long ago. but <laughs> Last month. Yeah. But just how that happened. And like, I, that's the terms I came to is realizing that I hated everything about it. I thought you were going to join in for a while, though, because you were asking me how to do it. Um, I don't. Like I said, I maybe I would. Um because if I'm interested in it or if I want to do it, then I'm not going to do it. I'm not not going to do it because other people are doing it or because it's big. But when that made people seem like they knew everything at once, I feel like that was dangerous to take advice from like that and go all in on shit. And There's a really good term for that. Is there? Yeah. Uh, chicken tendies. No, I'm joking. Um, this guy was talking about he was a stock expert, stock exchange guy, and he's like trying to explain it. I think it was either on Joe Rogan, some podcast I listened to. But he said that, I hate to use this term, but normies. Yep, they use that a lot. Uh, they get fucking made fun of a lot in the stock market uh, community. But he said they have a running joke that when a when your barber starts talking about a stock, that's when you know it's time to sell. Because there's a lot of idiots yeah. buying. Uh-huh. And that's when you get the fuck out of there because the it's too known. You want to find the stuff that's kind of hidden and then... Um, so when someone's talking, but when it's like someone doesn't... Like me, if I was like, this stock, that's when they're like, okay, time to sell it. Because there's a lot of idiots buying. But yeah, um, I don't give a fuck. If I had a chance to make millions of dollars in there... I would have dumped that shit so quick. Go spend a month in like Tokyo and travel yeah. the world. Fuck that statement horse shit. Like, 
at that point, yeah. No, no, I'm with you. <laughs> when I say even if you're not with me, if you really stood for that and went through with it, I, I don't think I would have, but I respect you for doing that. But the fact that, like I said, so, the majority of people were saying that, and you know the majority of people are not going to follow through with it, and as we saw. Did they mention lost porn? Lost porn? Lost porn. I don't I think, think that's so. that's the term. It's where someone posts on. What's that Reddit called? Uh, uh, Wall Street Bets. Wall Street Bets, because it's most they call them they call themselves retards for a reason because they don't know what they're doing. So lost porn is where you post how much money you've lost. Oh, I don't think they mentioned that. Yeah, probably because these guys are. The Reddit was made to be stupid. There's a Reddit perfectly like for people that know what they're doing and stuff, but uh, Wall Street Bets is just. They call themselves retards for a reason. Did they mention that? They call themselves retards? No, you know they won't mention that, though. Yeah, see, they're missing out. See, they're, they're making these guys look like experts, and they're, these guys are also don't want to be known as experts, I'm sure. Um, So I am interested in stocks I always have been. I think that put me off just because I was like, yeah. there's so much. So I am, I do want to get into and look at That's why I was asking. You should sit down with a professional. Yeah. An investment, like getting like a Roth IRA or something. Are you like talking about retirement? Um, well, I mean, that would definitely be more what I was worried about, but I also would be interested just for like um, kind of like gambling, yeah. just small money that I have extra, not like, oh, I'm going to put my paycheck in here, just being like, so some of um, both. Yeah, Robinhood's probably a good place for you, and then there's a Twitter account that you can follow for like the little betting stuff. But yeah, definitely sit down with a professional, don't. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to do for like the main thing, because I'm going to, I should have already done it, but... 401k my work is really good so i need to sign for that and i would do whatever they match with your 401k yeah that's what i'm gonna do and then take 15 percent of what your income is and maybe put it in max out your roth ira each year in your 401k and then whatever your other 15 percent after you take away your roth find like a mutual funds Stock mutual funds through it. But I'm an idiot. I don't know anything. I'm just repeating shit I hear on, like, fucking Dave Ramsey or YouTube videos about retirement. No, yeah. So for, like, the more serious stuff, that is what I'm planning on doing. And they have, uh, at our work, free guidance and assistance for it. So, yeah, I'm going to trust more of that than me since I don't know as much. And then for something, like, smaller, like, this kind of stuff, I would probably just use an app or something like you said and just use like I would betting, you know, I don't bet much. Like I'll use $10 today or $50 this month or whatever, just extra money I have to be able to do shit like that to be able to see what I can do. Yeah. Um, this documentary also is just like a compilation of everything I hate because even aside from that. Um, it's like a dateline. <laughs> one of the main guys uh, pushing on it, and this I think another aspect I hate was uh, your guy uh, Dave Port Portnoy, is that it? Oh, yeah. And I think that was uh, one of my least favorite part is all these people that you know are millionaires being like, yeah, we're, the little guy was, they finally almost had it and they got screwed over by Wall Street again. I'm like, you are, you have enough money to fucking be one of these people too. You're not a little guy. And uh, uh, Jim Cramer, is that his name? The fucking madman got mad TV or whatever. It's uh, mad money, is that it? Mad money, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't stand that guy. He, of course, was a big one. And that would make sense because obviously I hate him, but that's what he's done for his career, so he should know something. Um, but it's just like a collection of everything I hate all in one documentary <laughs> wrapped in a nice 45-minute documentary. <laughs> just for you, buddy. 
and then it was great because he was uh I guess I was after there was a clip where he was celebrating and nobody's wearing masks and they're all jumping on each other which I don't care about but I I have a strong feeling he was probably one of those people what does your shirt say uh, Trade Tuesday. Trade Tuesday. Is that like you said? It's like your Black Friday. Yeah, it got canceled uh, this past year. So good and bad. But uh, yeah, I can stop ranting about that now and uh, let us know what you've been watching in the comments. We'll get into the free games. Let's do it. This is another transition month. So on Xbox 360, you have Dark Void till April 15th. Um, do you hear us talking about this game on Xbox One? Vicious Attack Llama Apocalypse. I don't like that. It's one of those stupid, like, hot topic, like, oh, my God, Goose Game. It looked pretty cool. I thought you are a mech, and you're just viciously, viciously slaughtering llamas and just blood's going everywhere, and you're killing them in different ways. Yeah, that I sounds haven't... cool. I just hate that title. Yeah. Uh, well, they shortened it and called uh, Vala as well. Vala? Yeah, so. Um, and then you also have... Vikings of Midgard till April 31st. On PlayStation Plus, you have Final Fantasy VII Remake, Remnant from the Ashes, Farpoint VR on PS4, that is. PS5, you have uh, Destruction All-Stars and Maquette till April 5th, and that's for all of those. Um, Ratchet and Clank, I've been saying every week, you have until June. I don't know where I saw that because it was uh, the last day is totally today, and by the time you're hearing this, probably too late. But they did add seven more play-at-home games. Did you see that? No. Oh, or nine more, excuse me. These are games that you can get um, on. You don't even have to have PlayStation Plus or a PSN account or a PSN. Like, Look well, how I guess. bold I'm going. <laughs> you see that? Yeah. That's so bad. <laughs> you so don't have to uh, pay for online. You get these nine games for free, and they're yours to keep even if uh, you don't I have know. PlayStation Plus. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, and then... We uh, just talked about that last episode. Then... A couple weeks from now, I think, they're going to add another one, a tenth one, Horizon uh, Zero Dawn Complete Edition. So all the DLCs in there, and that will be part of this. But yeah, Ratchet and Clank, unfortunately, is not on there, but you do have nine other games you can get. Do you have uh, any fake outrage? I'm sure Ratchet and Clank's real cheap, too. Um, Actually, I forgot this transition week for or transition month for PlayStation Plus. So starting April 6th, you have Days Gone and Zombie, uh, Zombie Army 4 on PS4, and you have... Oddworld Soul, Soulstorm on PS5. That's starting April 6th, going till May 3rd. So, I think that's... Uh, I don't think Oddworld's out yet, so I think it's coming straight to PlayStation Plus, which is interesting. Nice. Um, do you have any fake outrage this week, though? It's outrageous how fast my hair's disappearing, though. That doesn't seem fake, though. You seem pretty outraged. No, yeah, I am. It's just so quick. Like, I've had no signs of it, no. Like in the last year, it's just, it's going. But I just don't give a fuck anymore. First, I was like, oh my god, I'm getting so old, I need to buy drops and put drops in my head. The fuck out of here. How do you feel about going bald? Oh, I don't care. Um, like I said, the only thing was, I felt like I might have been bummed if I didn't grow my hair out once, because I'd be like, man, now I don't have this chance again. But that's why I did this, so that was my only thing. And that's why I hate long hair, but I was like, I'll do this. And then if I go bald, I won't be like, man, I should have done this that one time so I knew what it looked like. It looks so. beautiful. No. I'd be way more affected if I was going bald with your hair. Um, no fake outrage for you this week? No. 
I don't have any either, sadly. Should we get to the game show, the weekly game show? Yes, I hope I can call Derek. He's going to say, same as always, you get uh, two guesses, and you can use a phone a friend before that if you want. You guys seem to be bad luck for each other, though. One calls, the other one doesn't answer. Yeah, I there we go. guarantee you, Ryan, would not answer, though. Oh, no. If, it might be funny, though, because he might, he might just get yelled at. He's just dead quiet. Huh? <laughs> Let us know where you guys get the correct answer. You ready for hint one? Let's do it. This is a DS game. Okay. Bob, Dave, and Stuart are some of the characters in this game. <laughs> Your face. The fuck? Next one. This game was released July 6, 2010. Bob, Dave, Stuart. Little. Next one. This game was ported from the Wii. Ported from the Wii. Bob, Dave, Stewart. Next one. It's kind of like Overlord or Pikmin. I previously mentioned Overlord. And you know that game. I know you know Pikmin. Bob, Dave, Stewart. Next one. Um, Gru is also a character in this game. Gru? Gru. What the fuck? This one's really good. That's a uh, six. You want uh, seven? Number seven? Sure. I wasn't saying the numbers. You can use a weapon called a fart gun. Oh, fuck off. I should have known Bob Dave Stewart. <laughs> Minions. Well, let's call let's call Derek. I better okay. make sure. <laughs> I really hope I wake up him and his wife. For... <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, the game's called Bob Dave Stewart, and then a bunch of uh, middle-aged moms are all going to share memes on Facebook with them. Was it the next the next fucking clue? But you haven't figured it out yet. I can't take clues. Bob Dave Stewart. I should have known. <laughs> if I was thinking minions, that'd have been a fucking giveaway. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot I don't have his phone number on here. Hopefully, he picks up on Facebook. Bob Dave Stewart. Are <laughs> you on video? I don't know how well it's coming through there. There you go. Remember this, you only call. Oh. Hello, Derek. This is this is Regis. Oh shit! Uh, this is Regis. You have thirty seconds. Oh my god! I'm in a <laughs> No pressure. I think I already have this one. One. Okay, are you ready, Derek? You're here with Cody. Cody's clues are, this game is a DS game. Bob, Dave, Stewart are some of the characters in this game. This game is a what game? A DS game. Oh, I've never played DS in my life. Did you hear clue two? Bob and Stewart? Bob, Dave. <laughs> Bob, Dave, and Stewart are characters in this game. This game was released July 6, 2010. This game was ported from the Wii. This game is kind of like Overlord or Pikmin. And then, the, well, actually, we have two more clues here. Gru is also a character in this game. 
and you can use a weapon called the fart gun. You're on the clock for 30 seconds, Derek. Derek, help your friend Cody out. He's Googling it. Like Pikmin? Yes, in the game uh, Overlord. I, I'm more than certain it's the Minions <laughs> game. <laughs> oh, yeah, Gru is a playable character. Is fart that gun? Game? I think so. Is it the Minions game, Casey? Is that your final answer? My final answer. It would be a Despicable Me game if it was 2010 because oh. the movie wasn't out Oh, yet. shit. This is why I called you. See? I was so confident. Despicable Me, the video game. Yeah, I'll give it to you. It's Despicable Me, the game Minions Mayhem. Oh, thanks, buddy. Would you have taken Minions? Um, I was probably going to give it to him. Cause, uh, um, but, uh, yeah, it should have been Despicable Me, but he was so confident that I didn't want to let him down, so I probably would have let him have Minions. Gotcha. All right, well... You should have just said you wouldn't have, so this call would have been more important. Yeah, see? Glad I called wow, you. Wow, that's what I get for being a nice guy. How dare I? All right, I'll, see you, on, you? I'll see you on Warzone soon, right? You better. if you. Yeah, you guys are at the end of the podcast. Yeah, wrap yes. that shit up and get on Warzone. Uh, sounds good. Casey, you too. Casey will too. It's... All right. He's injecting himself with a heroin needle. Perfect. Yeah, because we enjoy video game. Mr. I played Halo for 20 years straight. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, All Derek. Right, um, yeah, your last clues were this IP is better known for its movies. Um, nine overalls. Like they're a tire. Oh. And then ten, which I knew you would know it here, memes. Fuck. I hate minions. <laughs> the minion memes had nothing to do with the fucking movies either. You get how it's like Overwar and Pikmin, right? I yeah. thought it might confuse you, but it's like it's also true because they're minions in both those games. Yep, I think they actually called them minions in Overlord too. They did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel? I should have known that you would have done something with minions on here. <laughs> well, see, I thought last week you're like, oh, "I'm going to do developers," so I was like preparing myself. I did developers. think about that. Um, I didn't. Ask, I had everything so prepared this week that I forgot I didn't do the game show. So I was like, shit, I gotta get that ready. Um, and I was like, you know what? I haven't done anything like that. Where it's like, it's usually expect my favorite games or something like yeah. that. I haven't done a joke. Something I'd actually want to fucking play. Like uh, Despicable Me, the game Min- Minion Mayhem. Um, and no, I can, going forward, I can make sure you get the exact thing. I just felt like you were saying Despicable Me is why I would accept Minions. I was like, that seems kind of cheap because I think you knew what it was. Um, but that would have got me. If you would have said no, I'd be like, what the f-? I forgot they started with Despicable Me. Yeah. Um, I do want to work in developers or characters or something, so it's not just always games. So we'll get to that. Is there uh, anything else for you this week? Nope, that's it. As always, oh, happy birthday, on, James. We love you. Thank you, buddy. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Current Backlog, and you can email any corrections, questions, or feedback to Current Backlogs at gmail.com. The hell was that? That was your drink, there, Chief. Oh shit! God, this guy so observant. Sorry, go ahead. Is that it? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the CBEU. All right, Darisite. I mean, <laughs> I was going to say last time it was Darisite. Now it's your turn. I brought a special one here for you, Cody. <laughs> this, this is awesome. uh, one specific for you. 
I really love the look of this. Do you want to uh, describe like he did to the podcast listeners what you're looking at? Uh, sure. Um, this is definitely Israeli. Oh, is it? Pretty sure this is Hebrew. <laughs> I will show the camera. It's a Chester Cheeto, but he is like <laughs> real fucked out. Like I don't know how to describe it. I'm pretty sure this is Israeli. By the way, you guys were talking about the corn last time. Does he? Does Derek not buy anything with Frito Lay on it? They always put the corn there. I was gonna say this is identical. So now I'm realizing, but it does taste like um, the ones we talked about did taste like that. So and peanuts. Really? So I don't know. Um, Sex. I'm pretty sure this is Israeli. Because I would assume the last one were regular Cheetos, and they didn't taste like that. I assume these are flaming hot, but now I have no idea because the last ones did not taste like Cheetos. Do you have the last one? Oh, you're going to try the old snacks next. Okay. I so I'm going to Google this. I'm pretty sure this is Israeli. Hebrew. Um. So let's look at Hebrew... Cheetos. Um, oh my God, I was right. Okay. I feel so intelligent. Guess it makes more sense than Seven Eleven. Well, I think right now too is uh, what is there uh, where they can only Lent? Yeah. Is that right now? Um, I don't know if it is right now. Lent, twenty twenty one. February 17th to April 1st. So they're done today. There we go. Well, Which, what does that mean? Joke. I don't know. Maybe Cheetos already late. I don't know. I kind of want to keep this package, though. This is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Renee's going to kill me with another snack package I want to put on her shelf. Yeah, you will love this. It's just I had to stop myself. I spent like $30 on these dumbass snacks. Because they just look so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to open this without fucking up the package too much here. Because I definitely keep the package. Oh, shit. What does it smell like? Let me do a smell test. It smells like Cheetos. <laughs> Not really. This smells like, like Parmesan Cheetos mixed <laughs> with uh, paint. <laughs> Smell that. Tell me that's not what you get what you're getting. It doesn't smell good. It smells like paint. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um they're also a little pale. <laughs> that's how the other ones were. Not as a strong flavor as normal Cheetos. We'll bring in its counterpart here for you. This guy, he is way more intense. This is also Hebrew. Oh, they're the same. Yeah, just different flavors. I'm you tried good. this one? I'm good. Have you tried it? No, I feel like that's gonna be a no go. You like Cheetos? Yeah, I like Cheetos. It tastes like it tastes like a light Cheeto. Like I honestly, I don't taste anything bad there. Last time I heard this, it almost threw up. <laughs> Casey, don't almost throw up. That is the funniest thing in the world to me when you almost throw up. 
This one tastes closer to Cheeto than what you're about to taste. Okay, so you don't mind those. No, but... It almost reminds you like a Cheeto they forgot to put salt on in a bunch of the flavoring. Like the I Cheeto would have bet this was flaming hot and those were regular. Wait till you try that. It makes no sense. These taste just like a nut. Like a peanut. That's a, well, that's one of the flavors I said. Was peanut. Mm-hmm. I wish we knew what the fuck that said. You yeah. know, I could look up their flavors. We could figure out this mystery. Yeah, I would have assumed that was original and then flaming hot, but... So you guys must have been in a Jewish community in New York or something. It was, um, right in Brooklyn, but I don't know. Guess oh, I was Jews in Brooklyn. Where's the most Jews in New York? Jew capital of the world. It doesn't say. Where's the most Orthodox Jews in New York? I don't know. just keeps bringing up Jews in New York City. I like this. Right. Tastes like a peanut. Hebrew Cheetos. Um, so the Strauss Goop has got their flavors here. It's loading. Is this going to spoil like future flavors for me to try right now? No, it's like, well, I got other stuff, but not Cheetos. Okay, you are not going to believe what that's supposed to be. Okay. Oh, no, thank God. That was a different one. I'm kind of worried that I'm like, these aren't bad. This one's dead baby. <laughs> <laughs> dead baby. This one. Which makes sense. What do you think it is? Do you have a prediction? Something peanut. Peanut butter. Oh. Uh, that makes sense. This one. Like peanut butter in me though. I can't find this one. Unless this is the same. Can I look at the little scribbles here? Okay, this is the same one. This is traditional Cheetos. This is cheese flavor. Makes sense. So we got peanut butter and cheese flavor. These are things that they're, they're bad. I almost threw up. I think you're in the fence. You're not bad too. It's just you know I eat. Also Hebrew. I think you guys probably like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are really good. Now these are things that are very divided. If you like this, I'm going to be concerned about what's happening with different palettes here. <laughs> so this is the same brand. Something called Odon. And you assume that's like a strawberry milkshake, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, well I'm seeing ice cubes, so it scares me. Okay. I open it? Or is it already open? Yeah. Ooh, I don't like how it feels. Very concerned about how you're casually eating them. I like these. They remind me of strawberry wafers. That's what he said. Have you guys had strawberry wafers? Mm-hmm. You sure? Mm-hmm. You have like some nasty. So off you almost brand? threw up? Yeah. 
They do taste like an off-brand stale version of oh, strawberry wafers. I hate those, so that makes sense. All right, the regular ones. Well, those were bad. These were even worse. Okay. I saw those, and that seems like it'd be a Oreo, and it tastes like fucking coal. It looks like coal. They probably thought you're so Jewish at this store. Especially with your hair. You have very Jewish hair. These are awful. <laughs> oh my god. These are awful. Okay. Hmm. These taste like generic Oreos. Wow, well, mate, you're talking about like off-brand Oreos? Yeah. Oh yeah, those again, those things suck. So. Remind me of those when you go to church and they have like. For like two dollars, you can buy like three thousand of those cookies. Let me try this. So the brand's called Odon. I think that's what it's called. What's your uh, favorite one? These. These? Yeah. That, well, I guess you say if you're listening to podcast, the original Cheetos. Um, we'll try these again. Hold on. Thank God that's a light peanut taste. So it tastes more like peanuts, not peanut butter. Mm. Mexico. And, and original. That's where I'm at right now. But I think maybe Mexico. Gotcha. I get why you wouldn't like these, though. Yeah. Oh, I knew I wouldn't. They thought you were so fucking Jewish when you walked out of the store. Let's see. Okay. I'm trying to find an article here with them. These are part of the top 10 Israeli snacks you must try. Where do these lie? Hmm. Okay, so these are called Bambas. Bambas. B A. MBA and somehow this is the number one, the new good version. The figs, the figgy news. That's right. So these are called Bamba or Bamba snacks, which is just a peanut butter flavored snack by the Osim Corporation. I don't think that this what this is. Oh, it is. Oh, I'm just looking at it wrong. Oh, it's like an offshoot of it. Okay, I just want to get to the fucking flavors here so we can figure out what flavors we're rocking. Not good. Because this one, I'm going to try this again. It just tastes like a generic Oreo. It tastes like tar. <laughs> um, 
taste, it tastes like tar. Holy shit. I'm gonna choke. I mean, look inside that thing. That looks like something you should not be eating. Hmm. Yeah, those are awful. Um, I'm just trying to get to the fucking flavors here. Oh, coat your mouth, too. Yeah, that's why I said when the first time I ate them at the hotel, I couldn't get it out of my mouth. <laughs> now I ate one bite of each of them. A lot of these I knew were questionable. This one I was excited about. I said, holy shit, strawberry yeah. milkshakes. So I threw it in my mouth. I was like, what the fuck? Maybe I have to. Maybe these aren't Bambas. Bombas. I know the same company makes them. I suppose you can buy them on Amazon. I just want to see the flavors, man. This is not what I clicked on. So this must be the taco flavor. Taco flavor kisses. I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing an onion flavor, falafel, pizza, barbecue, grill. It looks like these are called basili. I'm just seeing it under this different brand though, O-S-E-M, not the one we're seeing on here. Because hmm. there's pizza, there's smoky, barbecue, onion, chocolate. Mm. Um, yeah, I can't figure out what, this has to be like a... Just an Oreo flavor, right? I would hope so. What they're shooting for? Uh-huh. Um, and this, I'm guessing, it's got to be strawberry. Did Danielle like any of these? Um, I don't think she tried the... I know she hadn't tried these, obviously. I don't think she tried these. She said these weren't very good, and she absolutely hated both those. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard for me to find something I can't eat. Even with me saying these are awful, I could finish this. But they're awful because I'm not a big fan of those generic Oreos where you buy like 500 for five bucks. Yeah. But peanut's pretty good when you think peanut. But if I'm thinking peanut butter, it kind of fucks with me. We're going to end up on a mukbang cringe.
Yeah, the Cheetos are, are really good. Maybe I go for this. Mexico, which I think is taco. Oh, God. Oh, one bag. Thank God. Oh, they tell you on the back. Vasily Mexico Taco. Oh, they're missing on these ones. Yeah, this is a bomba filled with cookie cream. No, it's not. <laughs> this just must be strawberry milkshake. This tastes a lot like pizza Pringles. I hate those. That makes sense. Oh, you're a piece of shit. That's uh, one of the best Pringles. Shit. Hey. All right. Well, this one just says corn snack. Um, I think it's a good point to wrap it up. We will make the announcement that we talked about. I forgot we were recording. That we talked about before we started recording this. That every Friday we are going to do taste testings together. We're going to have. <laughs> Mess with me. <laughs> What's happening right now? Every Friday? We talked about that before we start recording. We're going to do a taste test and record it for a new show. Listen, I'm fat as fuck, so I'm all about eating, but I don't remember that. That's because it's April Fools! Oh my god! Mm. I'm probably up a little disaster. April Fools and it won't work. But uh, it was good seeing you again. Yeah, I'm not doing a mukbang YouTube. I, I'm definitely <laughs> end up on a cringe channel. <laughs> oh, that was a disgusting one. You like it? Yeah. <laughs> Those come through real well on the podcast too, by the way. Do you, uh, Derek doesn't seem too fond of it. What do you think about the ECBU? Or the CBEU, sorry. Oh, the expanded universe thing? Yeah, the current backlog extended universe. I think it's funny. I think it's you. That's the most Casey joke ever. I'm like this close to joining the Taliban. So I'm like, they have shit figured out. <laughs>